0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We
2: are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. This is a dream come true. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is Kair, Coach Kair, Coach K Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. I definitely appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in every Wednesday night for Man Leads Radio. That's right. And you know no subject is taboo to us because, just like the theme song says, you need to get happy. And then our other theme song is Soldier of Love by Sade. And we got to be soldiers as we move forward in trying to occupy the space of love versus violence and fear and things like that. This is a show that's all about repairing the family, about helping people get the tools they need in order to succeed in relationships. Like in school, they taught us everything, well, almost everything, and we needed to know what they wanted us to know with indoctrination except how to operate in relationships. So that's crazy. Um, I want to give a big shout-out to California, Los Angeles in particular because we are broadcasting live from over here um, where are we? You know, we're in Los Angeles. That's enough. That's that's as close as you need to know. We got this beautiful view out behind us, and if you're following us on um, YouTube today, you can check me out at CoachKRadio.com. That'll take you directly to the link, and you can see the live stream. I'll be doing some screen sharing as well. Okay, so when you go to YouTube, I can share the screen. So some of the things that me and the panel that are also on today to help us with relationships and to dissect this Ray Rice scenario and what is actually a media lynching and as well as a distraction, but there are some jewels to learn from this and um, today's show is also going to be dedicated to the Ray Rice family and not from a condemning Ray or throwing Ray under the bus, but as if Ray was really listening in to us. Ray might be listening in if you got his number tell them to tune in to manleadsradio.info each and every Wednesday night because when I initially saw this, I said, man, his leadership skills are poor. You know, how could I help him? Me calling him names can't help him reform his habits. Him going to jail is not going to help reform, and the way he's being punished uh, is not go- really is a double jeopardy, and he should sue the NFL, but that's another opinion that I get into later on tonight. I want to stick mostly with the facts, though. And, um, of course, you know, the second half of the show will be opening the lines up. So if you do want to call in and you want to have something to say, if you want to comment, get some feedback or ask some questions or viewpoints, if you disagree or agree, it's all good. The call in number is 347-205-9089. 347-205-9089. This show is being brought to you tonight by CoachKyier.com. It's also being brought to you by ManLead.com. And we also, I got my special, I got special guest up in the building tonight, too. Um, I'm going to let you all know he's one of our proud sponsors tonight as well. And uh, this is, it, it, is going to be, to me, one hell of a show, you know. And, um, yeah, so let's just get ready to get this thing started. And um, let's, get, let's go ahead and open it up. You know, I can't do the show by myself. This whole thing started when I met Ro Cutno one day in Atlanta, and she says, hey, I'm an author, and the name of my book is Man Leads. And I've interviewed over 1,000 people um, around the world and different couples who are happily married, and I asked them, what is it that you do differently that's making your marriage a success? And she wrote basically what we call a manual. Now, some people have looked at the book, and they said, Man leads, woman follows, everyone wins. I ain't leading no man. I ain't following no man. But then I hear more people each and every week saying, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the component that was missing in my life. And just by the way that we address topics of men leading and women following and letting people call in and, you know, get clarity on what we're talking about, we also encourage each and every one of you to get the book. So you might as well go ahead and order it now. If you don't have it, you can go to Square Up and you can type in Roe Cut No, C U T N O, or you can type in Man Leads and you can order the book over there. I think she got it on special right now for a limited time, but you need the guide. And when I saw what happened once again around another full moon, how many times they're gonna do rituals around full moons, I said yo, I want to talk about this because Ray definitely doesn't have the book and his wife definitely don't have the book because there's a couple of things in there that they're not really uh, sitting well with and following that would have avoided, you know, this particular situation that they're in that they're going to grow from as human beings and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, our other guest tonight is Dr. from Morgan State University, um, doctoral student David Barney. Uh, public relations, organizational communication, communication management. Uh, This brother has a passion for communication theory, public relations, integrated strategic communications, and crises communication. And I met him on Facebook on a video he did on a good friend of mine, Keisha Dunstan's page. Big shouts out to Keisha for putting us together. Um, And he was like, man, Ray, that was a punk move. And me and him had, you know, we had some dialogue um, on the on, on Facebook in the comment area, and then we talked to one another like two grown men on the phone. And I was like, "Brother, I want to invite you to come over to the show." And he's he's here tonight as well. So um, strap in, get a pen, get a piece of paper, post this on your uh, Twitter feed or your Instagram feed or your Facebook feed. Let somebody know that you're going to be listening to a show that is solution based in nature. Okay, the media doesn't need any help uh, tearing the, the, the family apart any further than what it already has done So, but without further ado, I want y'all to put y'all's hands together for my friend and yours The author of Man Leads, Women Follows, Everyone Wins A woman wrote this book Y'all put y'all hands together for Ro Cutno. It's awesome, baby What's happening, Ro? Hey.
3: How you doing tonight? What's happening?
2: I'm good. How are you? Oh man, I'm over here on the left coast, just loving it. The sun is still out. It's nice weather over here. Like I'm feeling really good. And this is my first time broadcasting from uh from the West Coast, live in Los Angeles. So I'm feeling really enthusiastic about tonight's show. Me too. Also,
3: a lot of people have been questioning why we're doing this show.
2: Okay, what would you tell them, What do you want me to tell them?
3: <laughs> well, I simply told them that, you know, I'm pretty sure that there was a, a lot of dysfunction involved, and yes, there was hitting involved, but that we need to make a point to look at unhealthiness within him, unhealthiness within her, the media's rush to cover them
2: and poor leadership skills. Mm. And poor following, well, definitely. It, I would have to say the poor following skills came from the poor leadership skills, and we're going to talk all right. about all of that tonight. One of the first things, though, why I wanted to do the show tonight was your point on how the media makes relationships, especially in African-American uh, reality shows look like they are expendable and people just just follow the media and everything they do and the media dictates. It doesn't give you an option. It just dictates to you how to feel about relationships. So can you just start with that particular portion about you know, what you said in your book, Man Leads, about how the media is not our friend in relationships? Right.
3: Well, we have to remember how this country country was founded, what has made this country great, and more specifically that during World War II, a campaign was started to get women to feel like they were being oppressed by men in order to get them to go into the workforce. That escalated into the feminist movement, which brought a lot of women great, rights and great freedom, but it caused a situation where women uh, began to see the men who were in their lives as the oppressor, which, you know, everyone knows that the oppressor is way higher up than that. But we have, over generations, accepted this idea that continues to feed our economy, which is that men are born evil. And the more that we accept this, the stronger our economy grows. But our families are weakened by accepting this.
2: Can you say that last part again? Your phone was breaking up a little bit.
3: Our families are weakened by accepting this falsity. It's Mm. not true that men are born bad or born evil. This is... Impossible by nature, actually. But we in America, we don't travel enough to realize that this is an American idea that spreads throughout our English language and that we have bought into something about men which is wrong, and it continues because most men are not verbally talented enough or aware as to what has happened in order to explain themselves. So this just keeps going and going and going, and misunderstandings have been ruining families. So but we watch the media and just believe we just believe everything. Hmm. We need, so we need to understand that the media is in place to keep these keep first of all to entertain people so that they obviously buy into the products that are being sold but also to keep relationships, um, the, you know, keep people against each other so that the economy continues to have women in the workforce keeping, me, keeping everything economically strong.
2: Um, exactly. And the, uh, me and Brother David, He's going to come on tonight, and we're going to talk about some of the um, that economics part, because we're talking about we're in a capitalistic country, and I wanted to bring him on as, you know, part of our media specialist, because that's what he does, PR. He's uh, the brother. That's his specialty. I'm going to let him introduce himself when he comes on. But I want to cover the facts first for if somebody's listening to the show, and they're saying, Well, I didn't see the tape. I don't know what happened. So let me just briefly go back and just go over it real fast. Um, Really, I should should go back a few years. Uh, Ray Rice and Janae started, uh, they knew each other in high school, even though they went to two different high schools, okay? Mm -hmm. So they've been known each other. Then they went to two separate colleges, but they were in the same town, they started dating while he was in college before he was drafted, and they 've been dating ever since he's been playing with the with the Baltimore Ravens. They have a daughter together, and then they had an infant that was caught on a camera in on february the twenty fifth where the no audio was leaked, but they had some They had had some family instances that went terribly wrong and got caught on videotape. And, of course, he was suspended for two games, for the first two games of the year. There was a straight witch hunt by a lot of feminist organizations to saying, oh, that's not enough, that's not enough. And then now on this full moon the other day, TMZ releases the tape from the inside of the elevator, which shows him... Well, they were hitting each other because when they, initially, initially both of them got arrested on February 25th. Both of them had aggravated assault charges filed against them both, all right? And uh, she had already slapped the man outside the elevator. She slapped him in the elevator. He pushed her back. She lunged at him. He hit her. She hit her head on the, on the um, bar as she was going down, and when she hit the ground, she was unconscious. Now, no doctor has come in and said he pummeled her. There's no video of him just uh, attacking her from behind or just jumping on her. They were having a domestic dispute in private. It got caught on tape, and now everybody is making Ray to be out a monster. And when you make Ray to be out a monster, a black man with a black wife, you're making it seem like the black family, this is all that's out here, because they just had a big fight on Atlanta House uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, where they had the reunion and they had man and woman fighting. All everybody was just fighting, 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 and that was more media programming to say, "Look how these, look how dysfunctional black families are." And so we're doing the show tonight to really bring bring some facts to say, "Don't let the media dictate what you think all the time," because. As Roe says, there's thousands of healthy men out there who do not beat on women. There are a lot of healthy women out there that don't put their hands in their face of men. So, um, Roe, I mean, when you originally saw the tape, did you immediately think that there are a lot of unhealthy uh, black men out here or men out here? Or did it, or did it change your view on, what, on how many healthy men are really out here?
3: No, it does not change my view, and we don't have a tape of him repeatedly hitting women. We have a tape of him hitting a woman one time. Am I correct or not?
2: That's it. One time. Okay.
3: So in my opinion, you know, obviously, all of none of it should have happened. There is no place for violence in a loving
1: relationship between two
3: adults. None of that should have happened. But we have to remember, we have to remember that men operate on instinct first and thinking second. So women cannot go around under any circumstances antagonizing men who are going to be at fault if they respond violently. Yes, they're going to be at fault, but women need to understand that men react to them instinctively first, and thinking usually comes second. The more masculine a man is, the more he's going to go with his
2: instincts first
3: and his thinking second.
2: And he's involved in a very masculine sport, you know, very, very masculine sports. Where he's got people chasing him and trying to, you know, rough him up, and his instincts are at a very high level because he won a Super Bowl. So you can't be a running right. back, and you can't be a running back in the NFL and not have uh, high instincts. So you're right. guess um, today because he, um, uh, brother David, um, said, "Hey, what about?" His restraint and, and 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 some other comments, but before I get into that, I want y'all to put y'all hands together for my new friend. Um, like I said, doctoral student Morgan's at a uh, University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Excuse me for the typo, brother David Barney. Y'all put your hands together for David Barney. It's awesome, baby. Hey, David, thanks for joining us tonight. How you doing?
1: I well, I'm well. first thank you for having me, and thank you for the uh, for the uh, discourse yesterday that proved to be uh, pretty productive. So I do appreciate it. And um, and yes, I am an assistant professor in communications at Morgan State University, as well as a doctoral student. And um, about 15 years in public relations, and I also have two master's degrees in different disciplines of communication. So yeah, communication is what I is what I what I do, and I. And I do look at it from the media perspective, more so from a theoretical perspective, and its application uh, and its it influence uh, primarily on the African-American culture. Um, just one thing I wanted to touch on that was just mentioned about, I think it was something about uh, operating on, um, on desire. Uh, and, I, and I had a quote from Thomas Jefferson that says that uh, love seems with them to be more eager desire than a tender, delicate mixture of sentiment and sensation, and what I like to do really is, uh, like you, I think I am a a bit of a historian, so most of the things I talk about, I like to reference it with a little bit of history just to give it some foundation so that there's an understanding of um, where I'm going with it. So if you don't mind, I think um, even before the women's movement, I think um, from the mid-1600s with the passage of the slave codes, that's when the first uh, dehumanization of the family began, and more so the impact of the media. The media was in existence uh, at mid-1600, 1600, 1619. You know, the first slaves, the, the first ads were for runaway slaves and slaves for sale. And that started the propaganda model. And America has existed um, through the eyes of the media with the propaganda model, which leads us where we are today. Um, there are a couple of two theories that I just want to throw in mm-hmm. as we... As we dialogue, so um, people can kind of get a, a, a reference point for exactly what goes on, because unless you've actually studied or trained uh, been studied in media, we don't look at media as such. We look at it as entertainment, and that's what the media wants us to do. So t- one of the t- two theories that I, I really want to um, focus on and, and let this be a kind of a foundation as we continue to dialogue is, one, is agenda the setting theory. <laughs> And pretty much the theory goes all the way back to 1922 when it really was shaped to look at public opinion, all right? And what it was supposed to do, the media sets the agenda by telling you what to think about. Not necessarily what to think, but what happens is people learn not just about a given issue but also how much importance to attach to that issue. So let's say the media wants to identify black men still as dehumanizing them, as um, uncivilized and barbaric If that is the agenda Everything that they do and With regards to messaging through the media Will drive That agenda item And what happens is It creates a public awareness And concern for selling issues That were you know, pretty much by the media But here's the kicker The media doesn't always reflect reality And I think we know that But I think because we, we depended so much on the media that we lose sight of the fact that it's not reality. What they do is they filter and they shape it. They concentrate on the issues that lead to public um, perception. And those issues are more important than other issues. So, you know, we have a lot of issues going on. But right now, if they want to look at black men as being um, not the leaders in the household, as being the destructors of the household, as not protecting black women, uh, or protecting the family, but rather than being a threat to them, they have the means by which to do that. They have the means. And leading into that is really another theory, cultivation theory, that explains how people's conceptions of social reality are influenced according to their exposure to, to, to television. But, you know, this, when this theory came out, it was just television. Today we have a plethora of, of, of channels by which messages are disseminated. And so the hypothesis to cultivation states that the more television people watch, the more likely they are to hold a view of reality that is closer to the television depiction of reality versus their own. And, okay. we, and we, I think, we perpetuate that as well unknowingly, unknowingly. And so I think this is the foundation mm-hmm. for where we are today. The channels by which the, uh, the, the messages flow, social media, television. We had, what, like 1,000 cable channels, reality Mm -hmm. shows.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And we buy into this. We buy into this unconsciously. And that's the cognitive part of it. These messages break through our cognitive barriers unknowingly. And so now we're faced with issues like this, um, whether, you know, the media say, hey, you know, the agenda says it's okay to shoot teenagers in the back. The stronghold, you know, um, uh, uh, unarmed men. Uh, if the goal is, or the agenda again is to depict like men in a certain way, that's what's going to happen. You know, so that's that's the, the, the really the crux of, of what drives our perception. Again, it's it's unknowing unless again you you, you studied study it, you research it, and you're cognizant cognitive of the uh, cognizant of the of the marketing strategy. Um, and if it didn't work, companies wouldn't be spending millions of dollars to run their ads. They work. They have marketing data to show that hey, you know these messages get through. You know, so from from commercials,
0: you know,
1: and I think we talked about this. You don't see us, you know, um, you know, holding any commercials where we're where there's an investment in concern. We do Popeyes. We do KFC. We do McDonald's. Anything that's dancing, we do. But that, again, it goes back to an agenda. So uh, that's where I wanted to chime in uh, just to lay the foundation for where I'll be responding, really based on my understanding of the media and the theory um, that's employed.
2: Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Bro, you see, I brought an expert in tonight, so you ain't even gotta do that much talk about media. You know, you can just y'all just do the <laughs> That's, good.
0: That's hey, well, good. I didn't
2: steal your thunder, babe. Oh no, nah, uh-huh. you can't steal. Say that again, David.
1: No, I said I hope I didn't steal a thunder. Oh no, no, no! Take
3: the
1: lead, sir. Take the lead.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, so, lead. Man lead, lead. <laughs>
1: So, you know, right. so the thing about it is, and, and Ray, and I think you made, Ray, you made a good point in, in terms of his leadership skills. Um, leaders are not, in my opinion, I mean, there's an argument, are leaders born or are they created? Um, a lot of us, you know, from, we're still suffering from post-slavery. Um, we, have, we were never really given the opportunity to lead. Therefore, we don't know how to lead. So it's the media that tells us who a leader is. Even our our, our, our president, who is, a, is a, a incredible transformational leader, the media still tries to find ways to depict him as something other than that. We were never supposed right. to be leaders. And right. so Ray, I don't think Ray really understood how to be a leader and to be reactive, like you said. Um, you know, based on his his background, what 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 his you know. His background is as an athlete, as as a testosterone, you know, having a job in a testosterone-filled sport that's, that's filled with aggression. Right.
0: Um,
2: one of the things that I wanted to um, bring up was, without uh, me and Ro, we wanted to we wanted to send some messages out to the Ray Rice family. You know, uh first off we we sending our love and our prayers out to the family because we know up under all the muscles, and she looks very athletic herself, that there is a very healthy family that wants to have a healthy relationship. And even today or yesterday, his wife came out and she said, you know, the media has really ru- ruined our lives because here we are, we've got past this, and now all of a mm-hmm. sudden somebody's dropping more, somebody's dropping more stuff in our lap to ruin us, you know? Um, And a lot of people said that we are blaming the victim and that what she's doing, Ro, is saying, I'm a victim and it was my fault and uh, y'all leave him alone. Now, I have seen some domestic violence cases where women have been violently abused and then I was like, well what do you want me to do? You want us to come over there and do something about it? No, 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 don't do anything about it. And then she stayed with that man. I'd be like, well why don't you know, why don't you leave? But this there there were no other there were no other cases of them having any domestic violence or anything like that. They don't have any friends running out and saying, you know, he used to beat on her. I know that they, they had a terrible relationship. What do you say, Roe, to uh, the country and the media and the feminists who say, well, she's deranged because, you know, she's the victim and she shouldn't have said that about her husband and the media staying out of her family? What do you have to say about that, Ro?
3: I am not a person who's going to pretend like I know this woman, so I don't think that's inappropriate. I, I, I don't know this woman. I don't
4: think anybody should be acting like
3: they know this woman. Wow. I don't have, Wait a no, minute. I don't have an
2: what? opinion. I don't know her personality. <laughs> Wait a minute, Rose. So what you're saying is not only should you not be saying nothing about her because you don't know her personally, but the reporters and the feminists on CNN, they should keep their mouth shut too because they don't know her either? Yeah, I think that's
3: odd to, like, say, okay, what do you think Michael Jackson did with those kids? It don't know Michael Jackson or the kids. I just think that's odd.
2: Mmm. Mmm. be hitting them with them body blows. She said, isn't it odd that you speak about somebody that you don't know and you haven't had an interview about? No, I call it yellow journalism. That's what I call it. I call it yellow journalism, and I'm trying to sell some papers. So, okay, well then, let's do this, let's do this. Um, if, if someone came to you um, and you had only saw the tape and she as a female said, Ro, what can I do to have my man be a better leader um, in the household where scenarios like this won't happen again? What would you recommend?
3: Well, we don't want scenarios like this to happen at all. And I think that there has to be 101 steps to get to this. Like that is just dysfunctional. That is not the nature. Women should not be acting like that, and men should not be acting like that. Nobody should be in a relationship with somebody who they believe is abusive, first of all, and nobody should be in the face of somebody in a violent way. Like what are we? Why I don't understand why we have to discuss this over and over
2: again. Um, David, in the in the post earlier uh, yesterday on Facebook, you, uh, you mentioned that you felt that uh, he needed to something about he was too sensitive. And something about he needed to be able to practice restraint. Would you like to? Mm-hmm. Can, can you give me the? Can you give me the? Can you give me the background of that statement? And uh, let me know what Certainly. you meant when you said that.
1: Yeah, and again, this comes from my own, um, my own upbringing. And as men, okay, and we talk about leaders, um, we've had enough historically. Uh, we've seen enough historically to know um, right from wrong. Um, one of the things, and I'm getting to, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to take a little detour. Um, you mentioned my thing is crisis, and it is crisis communications and issues management. Um, it's not a matter of if, but when a crisis is going to occur. The best mm-hmm. way to deal with a crisis is to prepare for it. The greatest way is to avoid it. You avoid a crisis by doing a risk analysis or managing the risk. You do that by looking at the historical factors that fall under your particular category. So let's say, what are all the issues that are um, relevant to or could come under the umbrella of, 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 of a professional football player? And at that point, you take the necessary step to remove yourself or to ensure that you're doing things that circumvent those issues. Um, we, and, and we see it over and over again. And, and, and like you and me, I don't play football, but I learn from, You know, life history, life lessons that hey, there are certain things that I can and cannot do because I am not on par with the mainstream mainstream American, so I can't do what they do. Therefore, I have to do things a bit more uh, cautiously and with some some sort. And so, when I said that, yeah, as a man, we have to show restraint. And I think one of the examples I gave to you when we talked earlier was President Obama's. First presidential campaign And the debate. And the media knew, this is an example of a gender study, they knew that black men, at least they framed it as black men are hostile, they're quick to temper, there's no past compassion with them. We can take, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can pull this hard. And they tried to disrupt him, but he maintained a level of poise that we all revered. We revered him for that. It was just, it was incredible. And he did that because he was cognizant of the fact that there's already a perception for black men created by the media. Therefore, I need to be a step above them. And I've got to make sure that when I do things, I'm doing things with the idea that I represent
0: mm-hmm.
1: I represent a a a a culture of mm-hmm. people who have been oppressed, who have been dehumanized, and at some point it has to change because Even with that, if you recall, I think it was Father's Day in 2008 when he was just a candidate for the presidency in Chicago when he was at the church and he talked about men stepping up and being men and being fathers. And these messages should resonate just as loudly as the media used to discredit us. And see, I think we're picking and choosing what messages we get. So as a man... Do you know that it's right? It's not right to put hands on anyone. Certainly, we do. We talked that in kindergarten. Don't hit this person. Keep your hands to yourself. Now, I don't know what condition their relationship is in, as far as being dysfunctional or if this is a regular. I have no idea. So, to your point, I don't know either one of them. But I do look at things from a man perspective, and I've myself been in that situation where I have walked away. And so, to whom much is given, much is required. So, if I've been given this position where I'm no longer a private person. I now allow myself to move to the um, stature of a public person. I mean, that's just what happens when you trade off. Therefore, you're always under the scrutiny of the eye of not just the media, but your fans and everyone else. So at that point, at that point, yes, he should have shown restraint, in my opinion. Okay? Again, I don't know what his tolerance levels are. But I just think, as a man, we have been, again, going back to the 1600s, you know, when you know, we were kept, we even created a signal from being able to lead. We weren't able to lead. But now we have, we have leaders in place that we can't emulate. And, and to that point, Ray Lewis, who was his teammate, who was a fantastic leader, who is still a great leader. He had someone to even look to. Learn from, but again, in the heat of heat, in the heat of passion, things happen. But could he have? Certainly, I think he could have, and I stand by that. Now, I will stand by that that statement that he should have shown some restraint, <laughs> regardless of whether it's caught on ta- on tape or not. You know, um, he it, it, you know he should have shown some restraint. Whether it's hey, let me get off the elevator. You go ahead up to the floor, whatever you're going to do, but I'm going to chill down here. Right. Okay. Okay. Again, not, now, let me just say this real quick. We are a content-driven society. We live on sound lights. The media looks for the sensationalism. But you know what? We can't give that to them. We have the to be cognizant of the fact that, hey, everything they do is going to put us in a negative light. We're twerking. Uh, we walk with our pants down. All these things are messages that content that the media is using to drive the agenda. If we don't give them any content, they have no agenda. They can make an agenda. But if we don't give them anything, guess what? They have nothing. There's nothing to cultivate at that point.
2: Now, I I, want to come in before I get to the second part. The first thing you said is he should have restrained himself. But you did not mention should she have restrained herself because it shows on the tape She slaps him outside the elevator, and she comfortably slaps him too. Like Rose said, it probably was 101 things that led up to this, including alcohol, including alcohol. But do you feel that she should have exercised initial strength? Because remember, in the post, I am a strong proponent that women are smarter than men. They're smarter than us. And when, and when they abandon their wisdom, and as Ro has said all the time, they're much more, women are much more, much, what is it, Ro? Much more sophisticated communicators? What are you all, what, what's your phrase? Much more verbally talented. Much more verbally talented. By nature, are we faster or should we be playing football? Hell yeah. But are we as verbally talented as females? Come on, Ro. Hell no. No.
1: Okay. no way, <laughs> it, So, it, yes, it, to your point, you're right. Yes, I will agree with you that, first of all, in any relationship, in any relationship, um, there should be the highest level of reverence and admiration and respect for each other, period, in an ideal relationship. Um, should she have hit him? Certainly not. We, we both have roles in a relationship, um, and uh, one from a nurturing perspective, one from a protectors' perspective. Um, and no, she should not have. But again, as met innately, we have always been the ones who have always had to be resourceful, show ingenuity, and to know how to get things done. We have been, at that point, appointed to that role for a reason. Therefore, yes, though she hid him, the onus is still going to be on him There are some states like Georgia. I I lived in Georgia for the long I went to school in Georgia. And uh, it's it's on the books in Georgia. If there's a domestic dispute, the man is going to jail. It's just that simple. Now, knowing that, knowing that, we have to take responsibility for the fact that too much is given, much is required. We are a man. We are required to do more. We are a black man. We are black men. We are required to do a hell of a lot more. So yes, she was wrong. I'm not saying she was right. But to the point where you get her back, that's where we should never lose our composure as black men. We shouldn't. I, They're waiting for us to.
3: I think that it's important to understand that we cannot wait until things escalate to this level. And that You're there right. are hundred and one steps that lead up to something like this. You know, lack of respect is probably the main issue in that relationship. I don't know these people. I don't know these people, but I'm pretty sure that lack of respect is the reason why that man hit me. And it is a man's responsibility to not accept disrespect. It is a man's responsibility to make that the foundation of his relationship with a woman. You don't have to hit a woman to make her understand that you will not be disrespected. It should never get that far. Women need to understand that men... View respect as love, and a lack of respect to a man instinctively, instinctively makes him feel like she is saying, "I hate you." Not mentally, instinctually. And there is not much that can be done once once a man feels disrespected. It is very hard for him to come back from that. There. There's no reason to try to salvage a relationship with a man who feels grossly disrespected. And yes, putting your hands in the face of a man, extremely, especially an extremely masculine man, is going to have his defenses triggered because men are wired to fight the enemy. Women are not supposed to be, a man's woman is not supposed to be an enemy, which automatically is confusing. So I'm not taking any of this responsibility off of him except for the fact that he should have not ever let this get to that point where there was an altercation that was physical between two adults.
1: So I, let me ask this. Do we agree? that the media is powerful. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is why in 2011, remember we had the conglomeration between NBC and Comcast. Okay? You had the largest cable network uh, uh, joining with the largest television network. Okay? And he who controls the medium controls the message. That being said, um, men... Then, knowing that the media is all over they're everywhere, at what point do we and not just the ray rice the Ray Rice, but all of us, at what point do we recognize the fact that our moves, our perception, our cultures are being defined by a media that is a twenty four seven news cycle well, and that,
3: I'm sorry.
1: No, and so that to the point where we're disrespected. If he felt disrespected, we have a long history of being disrespected. That's, that it, it, a long history. of you know, it of being doesn't mean like, it
3: doesn't mean that we can begin to disres—
1: that is healthy to accept disrespect in a relationship. Exactly, and, and I think, and you, and you are so right. But there are we are disrespecting each other at an alarming rate that goes far beyond her verbal and even her physical uh, attack on her husband. We're disrespecting ourselves at an alarming rate by the things we do, the shows that we participate in, because we're getting money for those shows, whether they're reality shows uh, or, or whatever. We're taking a trade-off for that. Again, content-driven. And it's hard to, to find, first of all, unless you own a, a, a major network, which we do not, we don't control those messages. We are subject to whatever they're putting out. Therefore, we all collectively need to be cognizant of what we're doing and the images that we're portraying and allow the media to really embellish and make bigger than they are. So we have to, including Ray Rice, including uh, RG3, I don't care who you are, Tiger Woods. And the media is so powerful, the media is so powerful that think about this. Prior to the release of the full video, everything was cool. We had a two game suspension. It was not until the image, the symbol, the symbolism. Now symbolism is powerful. You don't even need music you don't need words to go along with symbols. You just need that etched in the mind of people. And it's the attribution. Attribution theory is a theory that's founded in psychology that says that people make attributions about things until they grab full understanding. And they seek to place responsibility on that which they understand only based on the information that they receive. So attribution is really high right now just based on the fact that that's symbol. And that was a powerful symbol. I don't care how they cut it up, right or wrong, that symbol overshadowed anything that she may have said or done to him because yeah. it was a proper symbol. Now, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that the media got hold of it, and they knew. I mean, come on, they knew the effect that it was going to have, so much so that the NFL turns around after Ray Wright, from what I understand, had a conversation with Roger Goodell and with, with the owner of the Ravens, who assured him that, okay, everything is fine, and then you turn around and you renege. The power of the media because the bottom line to the media is what drives the media is advertising. At the end of the day, it's capitalistic society, and it's the money that drives the media. It's the advertising dollars. It's the sensationalism. And that you is know, where You know, in,
3: in our country, and, I, you know, I say this almost every show, and I know that people may not be able to grasp what I'm saying, but people don't travel. They don't go to another country and realize that TV is so uneventful in other countries, that we have a monster that is different and unacceptable and unique. And Mm -hmm. there there is no reason, no good reason for anybody to turn on media or pay attention to the media on a daily basis. I have not paid attention to American media in eleven years. I mean what I say when I am adamant about the negative aspects of the media. I'm not gonna sit on this radio all day long and talk about it then go back and watch T V. So the question is what are we actually going to do about it?
1: Well, Okay, so, so you're right. You and this is to be a solution based show. So, where do we start? Where do we start? I think again, people have to eat. So, people aren't going to stop making housewives, housewives of Atlanta, and everything else. They're not going to stop doing that. Okay. Um, but I, I posted a video a couple of weeks ago where I gave a challenge to us on social media to stop posting, stop posting videos that were negative that, that show buffoonery at its, at its highest level. And I challenge that because we're actually, when we're doing that, we're feeding into the mainstream media in terms of disseminating messages that are not just isolated to a geographical area, it's international. So it's not just people in the U.S. that look at us a certain way. You have people in Europe, in Asia, in Africa, there's and
3: it used, to not be, it used to not be so bad, but now we have the Internet.
1: Well, that's, that's a whole other theory, technology determinism, okay? We, the technology determines our culture, how we relate, how we communicate. And, and you know, if, if, if you look at today, what, they came out with an iPhone 6 and they want to watch. So guess what? We would never be without information. So I think at some point we have to. And, I, and we're smart enough to recognize the fact that, you know, that we, you know, we're marching in Ferguson and every place. So we understand the injustices, and that's another thing. We're looking for justice, you know, from a country that was built on injustice. So we have to stop perpetuating it and take ownership of our own stuff. Because again, we don't own the NBC and the ABC, but what we do have access to is social media.
2: But also, and I want, I. Didn't. I didn't mean to cut your wisdom, but I just wanted to jump in here and say we also need to take control of our households. Noble Drew Ali said in the, more, in the Circle 7, he said, fathers, teach your children to love instead of hate. Mothers, teach your children to love instead of hate. So even before, like, I can't put something on social media if this is my normal behavior, which is, like, that's why we have this show every Wednesday night to give people practical uh, uh, tags and warning signs So I'm going to throw Roe with Ali you and we're going to talk about In solution based pro, uh, um, Is not only Buying the book man leads Or signing up from coaching From uh, from Roe or from myself um, Or any Professional relationship coach Instead of trying to Take care of it yourself We have to understand That what the difference between healthy is. What's the definition of healthy? So, Ro, even though we are repetitive about it, we're going to keep repeating it until people get it. If we have healthy relationships in the house and we know how to uh, discriminate if a man is healthy and if a woman is healthy and how to help her, then we will have things, then we can post things on social media with integrity. Then we will be also mentally allergic to watching crazy stuff on TV, I'm mentally allergic from watching Scandal or watching uh, uh, Hip Hop Wives or whatever. That doesn't that doesn't affect right. Me. So, Ro, can you talk about what it is to be healthy and what it is to be unhealthy, and why, from looking at the tape, as experts in relationships, we say that this was really a tape of two unhealthy people. We're not saying that nobody's a monster. We're just saying, and when you're healthy, it doesn't mean that you can't. If you're unhealthy, it doesn't mean that you can't get healthy. If you want to lose 20 pounds to make you healthy, if you need to get your blood pressure down or you need to uh, get away from the symptoms that cause diabetes, that's how you get healthy. You make changes in your behavior. So tonight we want to talk about what is, what is healthy and what is um, non-healthy, Excuse me, over here in L.A. with the windows open, that's what you get, little motorcycles riding around, so please pardon that. But, Ro, can you talk about uh, what's healthy and what's not healthy? What did you see that wasn't healthy and what healthy uh, habits could have been replaced with some of the unhealthy things that you saw? Well, the
3: first thing we have to continuously remind ourselves of is that contrary to what you see in the media, most people are healthy or are going to be healthy or are able to be healthy. Now, a lot of us are mirroring what we see, unhealthy behavior that we think is normal or at least widely spread. Mm-hmm. It's not true. We're pretty much doing monkey see, monkey do. And, you know, as far as that couple is concerned, the fact that it escalated to this level, probably, now I don't know them again, but it's very probable that they enjoy, to a certain level, dysfunction. People don't want to admit that, but a lot of us enjoy dysfunction, and we have to remember that there are physical reactions that our bodies have to negativity, physical reactions, and some people enjoy those endorphins that are associated with negativity. A lot of us do that, a lot, and that in itself is unhealthy, dysfunctional, negative, nasty, bringing more nastiness to you. I know it seems... Um, Pollyanna, but that is it's as, simple, it's as simple as that. Some people enjoy negativity. And in, our, in black American culture, a lot of us have been raised with negativity. We come from backgrounds of negativity. We feed off of negativity. We feel that we become strong with negativity. But negativity is not ever going to bring positivity to your life. So this dysfunction This addiction to negativity Watching it Discussing it Enjoying it Reliving it in your mind All of those are unhealthy behaviors Which are not going to work in any relationship
1: By the way Right Well let me just and uh, uh, from a solutions perspective, um, mm-hmm. I like to look at the root. I like to look at the origin. I think I made that clear in the beginning. I like to look at the history of things because it gives you a kind of a starting point where you were, where you are, and where you're trying to go. And the fact of the matter is, first start to any solution is to find a way to get people to understand their history, excuse me, us, to understand our history. Um, because if, I think When you understand the origins Of where your behavior can come from I mean think about it We do DNA on you know, our parents And, and you go to the doctor They want to know what your grandfather Great grandfather What they may have had Because that may be something That's dormant in they want To make sure that they can fix that There's no difference here No difference Slaves had no legal safeguards then You know we, black men were powerless To protect the loved ones From any harassment um, any sexual exploitations, Rape from the masses These are all conditions That are post-slavery mm-hmm. And we have not had any solid messages That were true To our hyster- hyster- historical um, Experiences You know Black women were forced by circumstances You know To disciple their matriarchal duties Their impulses they abide by, by the negative system You're talking about negativity That negative system that left their husbands and children Exposed to cruelty. So, because we had that dysfunction early on, and we have history books that tell us that Christopher Columbus in southern America and given us false representations of our history, there's no way that we can gather enough data to form some type of understanding cognitively to make the lights, to turn the lights, to turn and say, oh, wait a minute. And so, I think from a solution base, it has to start with that. And I think a lot of what we operate off of, Well, um, I think that negativity stems from fear. Because fear was a constant amongst their families. Right. That's how master controls us. That's how they control To the point yeah, where, but... at one point, slaves have their master 10 to 1. Because they agree they don't <laughs> the okay. But again... That's a whole other story, but the point is, there's a historical, historical foundation that we have not laid, and I think if you understood that, that you have an appreciation for it, you would then make right. different decisions. I would like to you take it a
3: step further.
1: You won't to it a teenagers on on YouTube, right?
3: I'd like to take it that, another step further. You know, I don't know. People are aware of this, but fear is a state of consciousness. Fear is a state of consciousness. Fear is not necessarily a reaction. Fear can be a place that somebody mentally lives in until they become more conscious. Mm -hmm. And as a black people in America, a lot of us are stuck in fear. You're absolutely right. But the only thing that's going to get us out of fear is not to push past our fear and become brave. Information gets people past fear because mostly fear is associated with something that is unknown.
1: Exactly. And so... so Exactly. I'm sorry.
3: Right. So just watching the media, which is giving you more and more unknowns, is going to keep you in a conscious state of fear. We don't use this word consciousness the way that it's actually supposed to be used all the time. People think that consciousness means to be aware of something, but fear is a state of the way that you see things. And once somebody moves past fear through knowledge, there's no turning back. Once you become unafraid, you don't become afraid again. You may have moments of fear, but you're not living in a state of fear.
0: Hmm.
3: And so what really needs to be happening, what really needs to be happening is more information of the right aspects in the, or important aspects that are happening around us, not a recycling of ignorance
1: from Atlanta Housewives. And I agree 200%. And and that's where the, that, I think that's where the challenge comes from. Because, again, I'm going to go back to this. If we don't have access to mainstream media, then we're like, with salmon swimming up, upstream. It's hard. Because we have to find a way to get our messages past the messages that are constant. These messages are constant. We're bombarded constantly, constant. Even if you turn your television off, driving down the street, there's a billboard. Open up a magazine, there's a picture. Messages are, are more than just uh 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 of uh, 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 movies or shows. They're still photos. They're words. They're symbols. Mm-hmm. These are all this is all information. Mm-hmm. And then we have to also be willing to accept information without feeling like we're being attacked by someone who's being condescending and look at it as, hey, we're trying to help. Because you get people now, I see young men, so I, you know, I've said things to young men, and, and, and Morgan, hey, you know, or else, put your pants up, and I've gotten dirty looks. How dare you how dare you tell me what to do? Right. You know, and, and, and say what we want about Django. One of, the, one, of, one of the the best scenes was when Senor Jackson, when when he realized that he was a black woman and he was ready to turn her in, do everything that master said. We're not far removed from that. So, again, mm-hmm. I think if we understood intimately the historical significance of us, the, 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 you know, even think the historical it's hard significance of slavery. Hard.
3: I mean, hold I on, hold it's on. Yeah. I think it's hard to conceptualize. I think that, he, that it's hard for people to connect themselves to the fact that they are still responding to slavery. But it needs to be very mm-hmm. clear and obvious. You know, there are certain things that still live with us. And one of the most obvious things is recipes and food. So if mm. a recipe and the way that we cooked as slaves still is the way that a lot of us cook now, What else did you learn? Mm.
2: Exactly. And the the perspective I want to add is from one of my great teachers. The way you kill the devil is stop talking about him. I'm sick and tired of slavery being an excuse as a historical fact like we only go back 600 years. Our stories go back so far. We were ruling all of Europe and all of Africa for over eight centuries prior to 1492. But we talk about slavery like it's all we got. And I am so tired of, well, you know, the slave master got us this. I'm so sick of excuses. I'm so because uh, like Rose said, we don't eat pork no more. You got more black people running through Whole Foods, swearing up and down they organic vegetarians and vegans, and they can take over any movement they want to. And the sinister, who I say has a media budget of a billion dollars a minute, can say, hey, I'm going to go target them as dollar signs. I'm not going to go target them as, you know, sure, they may turn against one another, and I want to demoralize their family. But it's, at the end of the day, it's your choice. If you say, I don't eat pork, and you go through the drive-thru and they put bacon on your sandwich, you're not going to drive off with it and be like, oh, McDonald's is such a terrible place. You're going to park your car, go inside, and say, what the bleep is going on? This is not mine. This is not, you're going to return to sender. And I think that's one of the strategies that we have to do is stop picking people for, oh, they look this good or uh the sex is off the chain, they have rough sex or or I can get away with slapping him in the face. We have to look at where is if you got a television where you can watch some craziness reality show on television, then you also have a internet computer where you can listen to Man Leads Radio. Every post that Roe posts every day on Instagram is getting like twelve hundred to fifteen hundred people hitting the like button. That's not even including everybody who sees it, how many followers that she has. So it's not like the message is not out there. It's what people are choosing. So I know your going to play The great thing about is that now people better start understanding the early on. That are and your happiness is not considered in the beginning of a relationship. You are destined to have some drastic uh, climax and failure in your relationship that that hurts you financially, emotionally, and possibly physically. Whatever happened during February, physically, she's recovered from it. But can she recover? She recover? let's not talk about Ray Rice for a second. Can Janae Palmer Rice recover from the blow that just hit her her husband is out of a four million dollar contract this year he doesn't have i don't know if he has any other skills i'm not going to say that but he has a super bowl ring and the lifestyle that she loves to live is now immediately in peril immediately her lifestyle that her husband was making i don't know if she was making four million dollars plus he lost all of his endorsements which was $1.6 million, and if you know about anything about NFL or professional players, 85% of them filed bankruptcy within five years. This brother wasn't no, you know, hopefully he was savvy enough to have some money put up somewhere, but by the numbers, her lifestyle, Janae's lifestyle is in peril right now because if she would have been finding another way, to increase her man's testosterone. See, slapping a man decreases his level of testosterone. And as Rose Research has said that when you lower a man's testosterone, he's not going to be as successful. What should have been going on in the elevator? Give that man a blowjob. You don't see no man slapping nobody and knocking nobody out while he's getting a blowjob. He wouldn't have lost Uh, all of his the tape wouldn't even have been leaked and if it would have been leaked it wouldn't have been this kind of response just everybody think about it for a second ray rice's wife caught giving him a blow job in the elevator would he still be working right now would it would it be a little embarrassing sure but would it be tragic to their lifestyles and their relationships what about if she would have gently caressed him on the cheek before they got in the elevator what if we just saw well, him know, in the?
3: <laughs> I know all the women listening are thinking the same thing I'm about to say. They were in an argument. They were having that's- an argument.
1: Now, yeah, what I, I guess
3: we're trying to say is they should not have gotten an argument.
2: Well, I'm not going to say they shouldn't have gotten an argument because people have disagreements in life. But- I know
3: what I'm saying. Oh, a woman is not going to give a man a blowjob and they're in the middle of a
2: heated argument. Hey, now here we go again. Now, now you made a good point. Thank you very much. That's my boo right there. I love bro. Now, watch this right here. Men, (laughs) let me switch over to the men. Men, do you want to know how to get a blowjob in the elevator while you're in a heated argument? Don't get in a heated argument while you're drunk at Atlantic City coming from the gambling table. You need to be thinking ahead. The restraint that Brother David was talking about, I feel it should have been mental restraint more than physical restraint. His discipline was lacking because the alcohol took over. The alcohol was one of the major influences in the slave trade. The alcohol was one of the major influences in the slave trade. And the slave behavior was what was being exemplified of the slave watching how the master dealt with arguments from either his white wife or his black slave. That's how he dealt with it. And so, Create a safe space around your woman. Create a safe space by communicating with her in the non-arguing times. In the non-arguing times, women are much more open to you, some of your suggestions. And you must feel them, brothers. You must feel them with good leadership, healthy touch, nurturing, gifts, nice things to say. If you can't feel your woman's life, With those type of things, guess what? You got the wrong woman. And if you got to go get a chick on the side to do that, you're in two wrong relationships and it's not going to work out. So there is a very high level of accountability that men need to address as well. And it comes to a situation of how to get a blow job in the elevator versus losing $5.6 million, which is what happened. He really lost more than that because you know, he's not going to get picked up at the same pay. He's not going to get the endorsements are going to come back. And then if they try to run at him through the court system, they're going to try to take the rest of his money. And mind you, all of this was happening around another super moon, but that will be on my astrological show, and I'll be having some of my other astrological folks come in. i got to get to the phone lines. I'm enjoying the conversation tonight with David and Ro. Uh This is Coach Kairi. You listen to Man Leads Radio The call-in number is 347-205-9089. You've been listening to us. We want to hear from you. What's your comments, questions, feedback, anything you got to say, just press one, and it's going to be live and direct. I did have a question uh, from from, uh, someone in the chat room earlier. Oh, my goodness, I hadn't looked over there. She said, what if the feelings of disrespect were already present in the man? Well, that's the part about, Choosing a healthy man. If you are dating a man that walks around constantly feeling disrespected, don't baby him. Get a healthy man. Ladies, I'm, t- right. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you from a male's perspective, we don't need babying from a woman that we're trying to have intercourse with. If we're not healthy enough for you, leave us alone and go get you a healthy man. Now, don't it's say... Right. Don't say well uh, uh there's no there's no healthy men out here yes, there are there's are tons of healthy men out here, but do you know what healthy is? Your criteria has been what what has been the problem so that's that, that's 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 my response to that particular um to uh, to that question and uh I'm getting ready to try to find this person because they're on the line. Call them from the five one zero. 355, your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, Taia. This is Amber.
5: Hi, Amber. Amber McFeel from Facebook. I chatted a little bit with you earlier today um, about this. I mean, it's been all over social media. Um, but good evening, everybody else, uh, gentlemen, this lady. Hi. Um, hey. Hi. And I just had a comment, you know, what you just said about identifying well what really is healthy. Um, I think is a really good point that I'd like to I'd like to respond or center my response within, and that is um, a lot of the things that we are contributing to participating in within our social structure are not healthy by nature. Um, And one of the things that came up in my mind, you know, when I saw the whole incident uh, uh, play out was this lifestyle that you talked about, this woman has to now relinquish her lifestyle that was very comfortable. Um, And putting that next to, let's say, the media and the Atlanta housewives and us being sort of our desire being shifted and, and conditioned to go toward massive consumption. I'm not talking about quality of life, nor the ability to share, nor to be abundant. I'm talking about our American Western concept that every household wants to achieve the American dream and become their own personal monarchy, having 25 million underneath their feet, having 25 mansions, so to speak. And the things that we sacrifice in pursuit of that goal, which, in my opinion, I feel like seeing that video and knowing that she went on to marry him and knowing that he did have a few million in contracts behind his name, that was probably an incentive for her to say, ah, I'm just going to ignore, because of my own rudeness, I'm going to ignore this poor treatment and bad behavior and your own wounds and just go for the money. So, because this all came down and it came to this apex around the supermoon in Pisces, the dissolver of illusions, right? Yes, um, yes. I think, I think that's why we got that, 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 that bam, you know, as far as the way my psyche, the way my soul and intuition is processing the whole thing is even some of the things that we are striving and running toward are not necessarily definitions of health. They are not structures or, or goals that align with the health of our souls. So they are inherently unhealthy. They are dysfunctional, you know. The other point that I'd like to touch on is I understand, and I think I empathize with, our history doesn't begin 500 years ago or 600 years ago with slavery as Africans in the Americas, and we all want to get past it. However... The, the specific atrocity that slavery induced in not just people of African descent but all the people was the wounds on the soul. It was heavy manipulation, dominion, uh, trickery, probably some magic up in there, backed by violence, rape, all kinds of physically atrocious conditions. And so because we haven't really had the time to, to dive into that depth, we have not been able to atone. We have not been able to, to heal and resolve those wounds. They still exist. They're very raw. Um, and I think that's really where we have to shift our focus. not saying that, A, this is not the beginning of our history, but we have to begin there because it's a big chunk that we have not yet addressed.
2: Exactly. hmm hey, man, hold on. Y'all know what I do right there. Hold on. You know, I got to hit my stuff. It's awesome, baby. And the hits just keep on. <laughs> can, can, I, can I respond to that? Can I respond to the caller? Come on, man. You know you in the building. You know I told you I was gonna let you get yours off. Who with the Lakers, man. Go ahead and score. What's
1: up? Well, first off, that was a good, a good assessment. Um, very insightful. And 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 and, the, and two points that you made, I had already had the notes on. So thank you. So I can just kind of just. Build off of that One thing you said Was how housewives Again it goes back To our messages When you don't have The structure Of a solid relationship Or one Whether it's healthy or not If this is what you're seeing This is what you're Associating relationships with And if there's discourse If there's dysfunction And you're seeing this And it's glamorized On television Then of, of course you're going to associate your relationship with being healthy because obviously it was on television, then guess what it's okay, but it's not to your other point, which is, which, which is a really good point. the closest understanding to our history we have is slavery, and you're right it was it was a system and you say trickery it' was real simple it was. It was the challenge of creating an inferiority-superiority complex in America. White mm-hmm. was superior, black was inferior, plain and simple. Once you establish those lines, everything else was simple. We're still recovering from that that dilemma, which is why we put so much emphasis on things, on material things. That's why we're such still consumers, because we're still trying to get to a level of inferiority, even in our relationships. Right. And the one thing, and I think, Ro, you may, may agree with this. I don't know. I didn't remember your book, and I, you know, I just found out about you tonight. But the one thing that women want in every relationship is one thing, security. And under that umbrella of security, there's a whole lot, physical, emotional, financial. And to your point, Carl, when you said, you know, those numbers behind his name, perhaps that she liked that. Well, if so, I, I don't know because, again, I don't know her either. But it would be arguably if you can say, "Hey, it provided what women want, and that's security." And who's going to walk away from security?
0: Because <laughs> inherently,
1: men we're supposed to be protectors. We're supposed to make women add to their level of security. So that was I, I like your point, and so we just kind of like,
5: yes, yes. Mm, mm. Can I can I respond to that, Coach Cayenne? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Thank you for that feedback. And that piece around security is such an interesting piece, you know. And it's almost like you have to do, like, triple backflips as you assess yourself within this setting because the structure itself is, pardon my French, effed up. And so you're trying to define self and be in your fullness of being and in your truth of being within a system that is, is awkward and it's a paradox and it's built on lies, a lot of lies and evil. And so even our concept of what it means to be secure, I believe, is huge. So when you say what women want in relationships is security, I associate that with, with you know, the ability to survive, meaning housing, clothes, food, shelter, stay warm, and the ability to nurture, give more. And the way that translates in this society, if not the globe, is money, you know. But when we take it back to, let's say, indigenous or intuitive knowledge, sacred intellect, the sacred intellect, then security means my, my ability to create because that's what I do as the feminine. I create. I create beauty, I create children, I create masterpieces of food. I create all the time. I produce, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's ha- having that energy. You, you can't really use it in the way that it's not revered in the same way within the structure. In fact, it was exploited within the structure. So the default, what we defer to, is this false sense of security, is what I call it, and that is money. So now the people with, with all of the money, the, the symbol of wealth and abundance and all of the things that we need to survive, it's just a symbol. Um, now you defer all of your energy to whomever may, may come your way. And if you don't have that solid foundation, if you, the reflections in your life don't show you that you are the creatrix, you know, all of this is being defined by what's inscribed in your womb, you know, then of course you're going to choose to go the okie Doke and turn on the housewives and see what they're wearing and go try and buy it the next day so that you're in the junk, you know.
2: I, I want to um, I, 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 I add that I don't necessarily, especially after reading Rose Book and having a very, I have a broad client base of women and in my own, my, my, own, um, my own personal experiences, this is not my opinion, that women are not really looking for security with money. Now, we had a caller, we had Michael Bazin on here, and he said that's what he thought. What he thought at 50 years old, that women just want sexual satisfaction because they already make more money than men. And I didn't agree with him. And I don't oh. necessarily agree with that all women want security. I think that men and women want what is natural for them, and I'm going to let Ro chime in. This is a behind-the-back task. Men want to provide and protect, and women want to nurture and be soft, not weak. Now, there's a difference between being soft. They want to be feminine. They They want to nurture men. I think that it makes women feel good to nurture men. And they want to be able to do that because well, well,
3: I want to say I want to say that most women in America do not consciously say or know that that's what they would enjoy, in my opinion. Tell it. But but most women do agree, and this is based on my research and not my opinion, also that women mostly seek adoration before anything, before anything. Women seek adoration, and adoration to a woman is like respect to a man. Women feel love through feeling adored. The way to feel adored on a very high level is to nurture and to be feminine and to be soft and gentle. So there's no way to get to that strong feeling of being loved the way that a woman views love unless you are in feminine energy.
1: Well, let me ask you this then, and I agree with you to a certain extent. Yes, women need women like to nurture, but they need to be secure in knowing that that nurturing is one, going to the right place, and that Two, it's reciprocal um, coming from the man in the way that we show our love, our uh, attentiveness, whatever it is, whether it's buying nice things, whether it's by having to provide a nice home. Women are going to nurture this to, to, to a certain point because innately that's what you're, you're, you're hardwired to do, nurturers. You get a young girl who has a baby the first time, and then, you
2: know, she instinctively knows what to do. Nurturing instincts take over. But this is the point. Like this is, men, point. This is the, hold on for a second, David. This is the point. Reciprocity and equality are not the same. Men and women do not equate security nor love the same way. What is secure right, for a man what is secure for a man and and that's been the problem is the hardwiring has been deviated from and women are now being hardwired to be masculine. When when a woman lets her wiring get through wanting to compete and come out of the household and not stay at home but to come into the workforce and compete with men, then she's rewiring her hardwire system in order for her to say, I want what is equal to men. I want what is equal to men. And then does not
3: enjoy nurturing this needs to be clear you know I had a long discussion today with a group of men who kept asking me why are women afraid to be loving and nurturing Why?" and this is not it's not the case that women want to nurture when it is enjoyable it's very enjoyable for a woman to nurture but a lot of women feel too vulnerable to nurture because they buy into, again, they buy into this media idea that if they nurture, they're going to be taken advantage of, beat up in an elevator, blah, blah, blah. That's not normal. That's probably not going to happen. That's why we're all on this
5: radio show right now, right? <laughs> well, and so to, to follow up to that point right there, that's not normal, so the fear of vulnerability, vulnerability, by the way, I believe just, just a caveat or the disclaimer, it is it, one of the most powerful positions on the globe, period, to be vulnerable.
2: Right, However,
5: right. going back, let's say we've got to bring it back to the slavery, when, when was there a time, let's just say the African female body in the Americas, when was there a time that her nurturing and her vulnerability were exploited? And probably. Okay, okay. So these are, what I want to say is in the way that we discuss this, these are well-founded, well-substantiated traumas, resistances, and fears. And those who find it within themselves to get the community to seek the help, assistance, and support to, to surpass them, to sort of traverse those waters and get the healing they need so that they can be vulnerable again. You know, we champion them, but it is not the majority. And so we, there's, there's got. I think there's got to be this, this. You know, like we have to acknowledge that that is a, a real part of the history, and this is but why you, you, it's we very are. Difficult we are women to be vulnerable. We are acknowledging it,
3: but I want to make a very clear point here. Vulnerability is an extremely feminine behavior. It, So if you can't become vulnerable, you can't be feminine. I hear the history, but it needs to be clear that if you can't be vulnerable, you can't be feminine.
5: Be feminine,
3: yes.
5: One of the other things, so let me put this back to you. Because we live in this Western Euro-dominated mindset here in the West, and there's some patriarchy that goes along with that, right? Mm-hmm. There's some uh, disregard for the feminine, some damn near dan- abuse, right? And so within this power structure, the way we define uh, strength or uh, something that's respectable is to not be feminine. So we say to yeah. men, you know what I'm saying? Even mothers it's will be their but young the boys
3: is very true so we have to get it together because the more you're not feminine the more you're not going to have a harmonious relationship
5: right Um, I would say this Kair with the point you brought up about women in the household I would say well what about indigenous cultures where you know this concept of the feminine belongs in the home um, I think it's still being defined within this structure and that, that would be this, this mindset that sets one apart from the other. I, what about indigenous cultures where women were in the marketplace? What about the, the, the his, 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 cosmology, his, you know, with Oya being the
2: governance of the marketplace? You can't compare you know? the marketplace. You can't compare the marketplace of an indigenous society with the concrete jungles of corporate America. There is no comparison whatsoever because she wasn't there because she felt like they needed two incomes to come in the house it is all intense and i'm glad you brought that up because i got to get to the next caller but i want to say this you cannot say the wounds of slavery is the only thing defining where we're at now Because our DNA is older than 500 years old. So when did the first African, or when did any first slave, come over to the shores of America? It was in the 1400s. Let's say even if it was the 1300s, so that's 800 years ago. Our DNA is millions of years old. We outdate um, Caucasians. Caucasians didn't even come out of the Caucasus Mountains less than 50,000 years ago. They weren't even here. So p- prior to 50,000 years ago, when all of our cordial and harmonious relations in our household were being recorded by our DNA, I cannot buy or let that just go by and say, well, you know what happened in slavery over 800 years um, weighs more than the millions of years of history that we have living harmoniously. Do you know that when we built the pyramids in ancient Egypt, I'm sure you do, but for everyone listening. The only way you could build a structure like that is there was no warfare anywhere. There was no warfare for generations while the pyramids were being stru- were being structured. And that same DNA resonance and memory and, ge- and and that genetic gene is still inside of us. So I'm still not going to let people get off the hook and say, "Oh, my-. now I do agree that there needs to be some major healing from what happened in slavery." But I cannot let people say slavery is the cause of all of this right here because you know we didn't we did, this happened in slavery and this happened in slavery. I say you got amnesia, you got amnesia because when Tariq, when General Tariq sailed from Africa and crossed the um, Straits of Gibraltar and went into Europe and kicked ass with ninety men and came back and brought three thousand over and said I'm gonna run this place for eight centuries. That history is also that pride, that lineage, that record, that actual fact is also in there. So this whole thing, you know, about we have to recognize our history, yeah, but we can't just stop at 300 years or 400 years because it's, mm-hmm. it's insulting to all of my ancestors. And me personally, here's another question for those who go big on the slavery. What about black people in America who didn't come from slavery. Now, I'm going to let y'all think about that. Because everybody, the whole root story is, is not fact. A lot of that is fiction. I love this. I there's love not, this. All, yeah, there, there's this. all black people, all black people may have to deal with it because of conversation, but you can't just say, oh, I'm black, I'm in America, and I got over here by a slave ship. I know personally, I, I didn't come over here on a slave ship, so I don't know anything about that my great grandfather i would love
3: to answer this question i would love to answer this question well hold on let me let me
2: just hold hold on let me just finish it out and then you can have it and then we'll go to the next caller because i see dr abbott over there and i got to get to him too i want to thank uh amber for definitely coming on and um adding on to this and there may be more to this conversation in a later show but i'm just saying everybody did not every black person did not come from slavery and to me it's a cop-out it's just like me saying, well, a man stronger than a woman, um, I can hit her back if she hits me. I ain't going to say that. I ain't gonna say, she, she didn't have no knife. My real problem is Ray, Ray Rice and J, Jay-Z didn't know any martial arts. If I knew martial arts and you tried to just lunge at me, I'd just spin your ass around and just put the squeeze on you. I wouldn't even shake you. I'd just squeeze you and immobilize you. You know that they have, like, um, immobilization training for people who work in mental hospitals. Like, Why don't men know how to do that? Men need to take a class. If a woman gets physical, how you can spin her ass around and just squeeze her so she can't do no harm to you or nobody else. And and that means there's no physical abuse. He's restraining her. And I ain't talking about the restraining like the police do. Because if the police get you, you know what kind of restraining they're going to do to you. All right. All right. Got to get – oh, Roe, it's on you. You said you want to respond. Yeah, you know –
3: yeah, so we don't understand how diseased we are by even calling ourselves black.
2: Whoa. Okay, a lot,
3: of, a lot of people want to hold on to this as part of this word. This word is a nasty part of our culture, and a lot of people want to identify with this to, as a sense of pride. But it's awesome, yourself, baby! Calling yourself black is the same thing as calling yourself evil and biting into the whole system. We, when people come from other countries to live here, they have to, they're forced, and they think that they're forced, to choose if they're black or if they're white. And because we keep using this word, all of the feelings in history associated with the destitute of slavery falls into the behavior of people who have nothing to do with it. The fact this word alone. The word alone not being used can cause can create a lot of clarity and a lot of help. I am not willing to continuously call myself black. I am of African blood. I have African blood. I have lots of other blood. I'm not denying any of my blood, but just like South African people who call themselves black or colored or Afrikaner or all of these other labels that are supposed to put us into hierarchy or lesser positions, this, these are mistakes to call us black as a whole or white as a whole because white is associated with purity, and there are no people on earth who are pure. So I'm not, when I am participate in these conversations, just know that when I say black, I'm using quotation marks.
2: I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not down for this black and
0: white. the hits just keep on coming.
2: Yeah, I got to get to the next caller. Come on here, uh, Dr. Abbott. Your microphone is wide open. I know you got something to chime in. Give me some rocket fuel. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing
6: great, Coach. What a, a fascinating and a, and a fantastic um, conversation that you have going here tonight. And when I see it when, in, in regards to, Ray Rice, the NFL, you, we're talking about debtors and creditors. creditors. But I, I really want to address the issue around the, the interview process because if we're going to resolve this and start to get to a point where we have better relationships, it's going to come down, I think, to an interview process because here I am. I'm in my fifth, my fifth decade on the planet now, and I grew up in a house of five sisters. So, I saw a lot of a lot of the things that Roe and and other women who who and the other lady that was on here talking about in the positions that they come from. But if we're not reaching each other, okay. So when he when when we go to the date a woman, we're interested in someone. We go to their house. Is, is the house clean and is straight the way that we want? Now we may not pay attention because we're looking at what looking at the butt. Okay, or looking at the face, or something, or the way that she, you know, took the physical attributes, and really does you we know, don't complete the entire interview process. And you know, and since we're speaking on football now, and uh, you see guys in, in shorts and, and, and um, t-shirts out there running around, they can look muscular and built and, and look the parts. But as soon as you put the pads on, that just changes the whole dynamics of the game. Some people can can really play in them, and others just seem to whimper out and lose heart when, when the thunder really starts going down. And so, for me, it's coming down to the interview process. Does, does she cook? You know, here I am, and, you know, we go to the university, we meet these, these women, and many of them may not know how to cook. The guy may in turn and spend a lot of time taking care of themselves and cooking and so in a relationship he has he has to now teach the woman how to cook so and then we in the regards to to uh emasculation um and these chromosomes as we see. I, you know, we see girls and guys, you know, women playing football, playing basketball, doing chess bumps, going back to okay, what is it that, what are we consuming, what is in the food, and all of these things are tracking us to a point. So Ray Rice, his woman, you know, how much of them are are kind of mixed and twisted in a masculine a feminization process bet- between the both of them. So if, if, you know, if your panel could address some of these points, uh, I would, you know, really a- appreciate it.
3: Yes. Well, there definitely does need to be a clear interview process, and it is, it, a whole process is included in my book, okay? Um Men need to be extremely aware and involved when choosing a woman. Women mm. are supposed to be women are supposed to be nurturing. Not being able to cook should be a deal breaker. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh,
2: you heard it here first. She said it should be a deal breaker. And the hicks keep on coming. Come on, bro,
3: give me something else. You know, it is not cool to be able to cook five things. That's not acceptable.
0: Whoa, you know, whoa.
3: if you can't accept your, if you can't accept your femininity, then you're not suitable to be a man's wife. Period.:
6: Whoa now now, here's, now, now now, on the flip side of that, how does he even he may not even be aware? of what you just said. Well, we need to get aware because from the main
3: problem that's happening in almost every single marriage in this entire country is the fact that women and men are not clear when it comes to their roles as the feminine and the masculine.
2: Wow.
6: And, and you know, and what I really find fascinating now is that I was uh, recently at a a conference. And I was sitting at a table, and I was—it was just all Caucasians there, and I was the, the, only, you know, the only, you know, the only one representing, you know, for what I consider our, us. And I was talking to one lady, and and we were talking about food, and I and I—I'm you know, talking about scientific eating, of course, but what. What I asked her, I said, you know, diet was a part of this. this, um, She said, well, I don't do the cooking. My husband does the cooking. And and I said to her, I said, well, how long have you been married? Oh, we've been married six months. And I said, well, how long do you think that's going to last? You know, I just was straight up with her about it because at that point I saw the masculinity in her and Mm -hmm. people who have come to me, for my services what I found and just over time noticing this that guys who do the majority of the cooking in the household is always inch the issue with impotence i have seen it for i've I've seen it on several- on several occasions, but it was just you know to hear that come out of her mouth, I was just going well you you'll have a bridge partner as opposed. To a, or you know a or a <laughs> Right. right, you're, you're playing cards,
3: men don't realize that they are trading their masculinity by doing feminine acts right yeah. you know men have to practice to keep their masculinity high, and women have to practice and keep their femininity high, you know this whole idea that you know men can do feminine things. Is it's definitely true. Men can do feminine things, but that's not healthy for a heterosexual relationship.
6: But yeah, I, you know, and 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 I'm glad that you you you're addressing it in your book. And I've I've read your book, and and it's really a, a great book, and it's a, a definitely a, a family investment. You know, because you know it's it's always good to sharpen. You know the the tools that are in the toolbox and always to be able to to learn and and to grow um from from things that we we were unaware right. of or or missed but i you know i'm I'm just really glad to, to to hear this conversation going on tonight, and you know to add that it's you know black like you were speaking on the, the term black i mean there were we we were here before the continental drift even happened. You know that was you know so that was that was walking from here from Africa to here, and they've you can go on YouTube now and find where they reconstructed, you know, skulls of of people in America, and they would call them what we would call Native Americans, but when they put then they found experts from all over the world to work on this project, and they actually found that this was a so-called African structured being that was the first one that they found here in what we call the United States. So I say that we are the true bloods wherever we are. So I just want to add add that piece to that. Woo! Right.
2: And the hits just keep on coming. The hits just keep on coming. Thank you Dr. Abbott. I okay. got to get on. I got a lot of callers on the line, but I don't want you to hang yeah, up. Well, I want you to you. On the line and just check it out, all right? Thank you.
6: All right, thank you. All. Okay. Have a Appreciate good day. It. Okay, I I thought that uh okay, I just wanted to make sure that I was off the line. Are
3: we still on?
6: I hope so. Maybe let's coach uh, call drop.
3: Yeah, I think the call dropped.
6: Okay, so maybe he will uh, come I back. I think we here. have to call
3: back in.
6: No, he'll have to call back in because there's no way you and I should be still communicating if we drop. Okay, okay. well
3: then. Hello? So
6: he'll 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 come back in. I, I, this happened before, you know, on. Okay, but
3: for the last caller, I wanted to add that. You know, there it has been very helpful for a lot of women and men to use the book as a an emotional prenuptial agreement. And there are, you know, there's not a biased situation where men are going to get everything they want and women are going to get everything that they want. It's both. Both the men and the women will get everything they want, but there needs to be an agreement. I cannot tell you how many men, how many women come to me saying that the men in their lives refuse to talk, refuse to talk. And refusing to talk to a woman is like a woman refusing to have sex with her man, but a man cannot be in a relationship that is satisfying to a woman if he's not talking to her. So I'm hoping that more and more people can get in line and if they're already in a relationship can mend it by creating new rules and new standards between them.
2: Phew. I'm glad y'all still here. I don't know what happened on my end. Thank you, Ro, for holding it down. (laughs) We're discussing the
3: last caller. He, um, you know, I think it's valuable to understand that the book is a, 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 a prenuptial or nuptial agreement.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to get some more callers on, but look, the lines are lit lit up. Please don't hang up. If you're in the chat room, you have to call in because in seven minutes, the chat is going to turn off. So if you're listening on your computer, you must dial in. 347-205-9089 347-205-9089 if you want to listen or comment but if you're in the chat room and you do not call and you do not call in in 6 minutes you will not be able to listen to the rest of the show so please 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 call in uh David I was asking are you still with us but I'm I'm sure you are how you how's a uh, how's tonight conversation rolling you getting anything Uh, you know, what's some of your feedback real quick before I take the next caller? I don't know what keeps happening today, but... All right, let me just open the next line. Caller from the 410. Hello, your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please?
7: Hi, my name is uh, Howard Winchester. I'm a uh, a senior from uh, Morgan State University.
2: Thanks for
7: joining us tonight, Hi. Hi. Um, so um I just I had a lot of questions. I've been listening to you guys uh, from the beginning. And uh actually, um uh Professor Barney is actually my um my advisor at Morgan and um so he answered a lot of my, a, a lot of the questions and a lot of the uh the uh things that I were that I was gonna address he addressed. So I'm not even gonna like reiterate what he said. But one thing that I definitely wanted to to Discuss and at least get your feedback on was the uh, recurring theme that I kept hearing throughout the show, especially the whole masculine and feminine thing. And, like, the, um, I remember you you uh, mentioned something about, uh, like, the hardwiring of men and the hard wi- hardwiring of women and how, you know, within the past uh, couple of decades, you know, because of the media, women have been uh, sort of rewired to, you know, become more masculine and, you know, become providers and become uh, protectors versus, you know, how for years they were uh, hard, quote-unquote, hardwired to be soft and to be nurtured. And um, also, uh, you know, I I kind of disagree with that. And I disagree with that in the sense just because I think that that's just, that there's no, like, code of law and there's no code of life that says a woman has to be a certain way, and a woman, women have to do certain things, and they have to act a certain way, and men have to do certain things. And I think that that's just a westernized um, social norm because there are a lot of cultures throughout the world, especially in Eastern Africa, where, you know, it's the complete opposite, where women are the providers and women are the protectors and men are the nurturers. You know, they're the ones who stay home with the, with the kids and, you know, they do all of the things that a woman would do in, um, in you know, Western civilizations and civilizations of the such, except you know, birth kids. So I think that because there's no definitive, you know, code of life because cultures differ, you know, across the spectrum, that it's just like you can't really say, oh, well, you know, women should be this way and women should act that way because you know it's like okay, well those those uh, those cultures, um, you know, in for example in East Africa. Are they wrong, you know, for their, um, their, you know, for their culture to be that way versus, yes. you know, our yes, culture where it's completely, yeah. opposite? Yes,
3: sir. I'm sorry.
7: Yes. Oh we no, that, say was, that. that. was there. I'm sorry. Yeah, we
3: can say that that is not the right way. We can. And one of the main factors that, and you know, I am a cultural expert. I have no. There is nothing about me that feels. Um, unable to claim myself as a cultural expert. I am a cultural expert, and I can tell you clearly that when you're looking at cultures where people are struggling, looking for food and water, that is not necessarily a good picture of harmony. That's a level of survival that is not reflected in our society where we have the ability to get food and water and clean air access to us. So when we are looking at cultures that we want to compare and grow from and contrast to our culture, looking at a culture where they are just surviving for basic needs is not healthy or helpful. But in a relationship between a man and a woman that is going to be harmonious and successful, there needs to be strong feminine and strong masculine. If you look at cultures where there are there is an extreme amount of survival going on, those relationships don't last well either. They don't. And a lot of people stay in survival Uh, situations or or in a relationship where they're living in an an environment that is full of survival for day-to-day basic needs, but it doesn't mean that the relationship is harmonious the way it can be. And, yes, women need to be feminine. That is right. That is correct. That's what we're born for. That's how we are hardwired. But, yes, we can say that. It's something that we need to learn. As, you know, all of us on Earth, are we're not in the same place. We can definitely say that when we have the ability to have water and air and food at our disposal, there's no reason to try to go against nature just mm-hmm. because some people in some culture can't find clean food and they're acting, they're behaving in a certain way.
2: Right. and And also to characterize roles of men and women uh, as something Western or patriarchal, you know, like demonizing it, is, 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 even, is even more propaganda. Because when you say, when you make an example and you talk about other cultures and then you say, especially on the east coast of Africa, where are you talking about on the, or whatever coast of Africa you were talking about, there's nobody really popping no bottles and popping no collars like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's not functionally how it operates. We're talking about scientifically. Can, can, can people do it? Absolutely. You can, have, you can have two women be in a relationship and, 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 and they get married. You can have two men be in a relationship and they can get married and, and call it successful. But we're talking about to be mentally present and to be hitting on all cylinders dynamically like you were designed to do scientifically is man leads woman follows everyone wins and the roles have to be defined just like dance and you see when you go driving Howard do you try to drive and let somebody else drive at the same time or is it one driver in the car when one you go to dance, in the car. right but when you go to dance or when you go into a military organization every military organization go back to Hannibal go back to Hannibal the great king of Africa how many generals had more rank than him? None. It was one chief, and the rest followed. And look at his victory rates. When you look at Mansa Musa, the richest man ever to live on planet Earth, he it was one leader. That type of then those are the successes from antiquity that we look at versus just saying to me what to do can can I, can, I, can I make a point to that
1: hello yes am I still on? I see sound broken up
3: yeah I think you're, you're still on
1: oh okay okay <laughs> a, a couple of points um i I think we have we have to look at culture. I don't think you cannot not look at culture um, what happens in Asian culture what's acceptable, what's, what's, what's routine, is not going to be the same here. Um, a lot of what we learned, you got to understand, too, we have no culture. Let's, let's get that straight. Our culture is the culture that our slave owners gave us. We had our own culture, which exists in Africa. And yeah, I'm going to go back to Africa because that's where all life originates. So what we learned, even down to our Christianity, <laughs> was given to us. So we can't dismiss the fact that we are really pretty much culture-less. We are learning how to exist in a culture that was not even ours. And I don't know if we can hard, hardcore say um, that, that men, and I'm going back to the previous statement, that men don't cook or men we lose on masculinity. I'm an exceptional cook. My brother's an exceptional cook. We love cooking. And there's nothing... Um, uh, lacking in terms of masculinity, um, I enjoy pleasing. And to go back to saying that we can't be nurtured, I'm a nurturer. I teach. I, I, I expand young minds. I'm nurturing them every day as a man. So I don't know. I, I think we got to either we're going to stay with the um, origins of culture or we're going to and, and not choose when we stay with it and when we decide to grow. It's got to be one or the other. It's got to be one or the other. We can't say we can't have it both ways. And I think for the most part, we do. We grow, we evolve, everything evolves. And there's it, and nothing to say that, and I think one of the other points that I get a chance to, 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 to respond to was that women who work are trying to mas- be masculine. Um, it totally contradicts the woman's movement to emancipate women and give them um, you know, equal rights, and then to say, okay, you have them, but when you're working, you're masculine.
5: Yeah, I'm sorry. Working I think we're I think we're sending
1: masculine. I think we're sending several messages that
5: no, no. No, you know no.
1: are, are, are a bit confusing, and that working. you know either we want to be progressive as a whole, or we want to remain in these roles that were designed and given to us by the slave trade. Maybe we, we need
3: to be. We need to be clear. Working and providing for a family is a masculine
1: behavior.
3: Puts a woman in masculine energy. It makes her more masculine. And last year, Joe Biden went to Japan in a place where they are not having any family problems. One of the last countries with no family problems. He went to Japan and, and... met with their leader, and they have come up with a plan to get most of the women in Japan into the workforce by 2017. The way that he did that was to begin a conversation with them about how they are being oppressed by their husbands. Okay? That's not a freedom when these women are getting already everything they want at home. It's not a right to work when they already have the right to work. So we need to be very, very clear that we're not contradicting ourselves. There are some things that put people in masculine and feminine energy. Nurturing is a feminine trait. Cooking is also a feminine trait. But it doesn't mean that every man who nurtures and cooks is completely feminine. Masculinity and femininity is on a scale and there are specific tests that have been created that I find to be very very accurate based on my research so we you can have several feminine traits and still be very masculine i
0: have a question for comment you can
3: have several masculine traits and still be very feminine but there has to be a push towards one or the other
7: Um, I wanted to address what you just said about the – basically everything that you just said. Um, Basically, what I learned recently in my interpersonal communication class was um, language, words, meaning, and symbols, right? And basically something that you just said was the whole cooking is a feminine thing, nurturing is a feminine thing, working is a masculine thing, so on and so forth. But at the end of the day – with words and language, um, cooking is just a word. It has no meaning to it until a group of people get together and agree that this is what that's going to. This is what that's going to mean. Nursery okay, is just a word, sorry. and so on and okay, so sir. forth. So, I think that in a certain okay, way, sir, it's,
3: sir, sir, with uh-huh. all due respect, I speak five languages.
7: Uh-huh.
3: Okay, cooking is not just a word; it's also a behavior.
7: So cooking is not one of what I'm what I'm saying is, cooking before before you even think about the behavior of cooking. When you give the behavior a word, what I'm saying is, we don't you need the word. Take the
3: word out. Okay, take the word out. It's still the behavior of cooking.
7: Okay. Right. But, but then you're I attaching say, you're, you're
3: attaching, the, feminine,
7: attaching say, feminine, the word feminine to the behavior and the word cooking. That's exactly what I'm saying. You're attaching. This has nothing to you're do with to, to, you're, you're attaching feminine to the behavior of cooking and you're basically making it so you're now making the word and the behavior a a feminine thing because of what a group of people basically decided that's that's the where i'm i'm getting the confusion at because at the end of the day it's all just words meaning symbols that basically we like a, a group of people got together and basically agreed okay you know what this okay, no no no, 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 no,
3: no. This is not based on a bunch of people getting together. This is based on human nature, okay? Cooking is a feminine behavior, whether you can talk or not. If you don't even know how to speak one language, if you cannot hear, if you cannot speak, cooking is a feminine behavior. And very many men are talented with cooking. But in order to be masculine, there are other things that can do that make them be masculine. You know, we cannot continuously afford to divide to have women and men be blended into the same thing. Our families are dying because of this. This is why we cannot keep our families together. There, we need to understand that there is a nature to femininity and a nature to masculinity. And two men cannot hold together a heterosexual relationship, period. So we're, people are going to have to choose. Are they going to be in feminine energy or masculine energy? And I know this is not a usual dialogue, and I know that people find this to be um, confusing in some because of the way that we have been trained over the past few decades. But in order to have harmony in a heterosexual relationship, one person needs to stay in masculine energy, and one person needs to stay in mostly feminine energy, period. That's it. Now, I have interviewed 1,000 extremely healthy men who come from generations of the same thing. And without saying a word in any language, there were masculine behavior and feminine behavior. And if we want to find and have this harmony within our American relationship, we are going to have to emulate. I sincerely hope you get booked and Lee.
2: Well, all right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Howard, for calling in tonight. And, uh, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Don't hang up because we got about six more callers and there may be some other things. You know, I, and I would love to be a fly on the wall tomorrow in class or the next class that y'all have because I know it's going to be fascinating. Uh, big shouts out to everybody um, who's in Howard's class and Brother David's class up there at Maryland Eastern Shore. Big shouts out to y'all. Uh, next caller. Yes, from that's, Morgan, that's Morgan State. That's Morgan State. Okay, okay, Morgan State, pardon me, I ain't want to be disrespectful. Thank you, thank you. Big shout-out to Morgan State. Thank you, thank you. Thank you State. so much. For uh, next, next caller from the 248-630. Please, can I have your name and where you're calling from, please? I was just
8: Call listening. Up.
2: Okay, thank you so much. Uh, where are you calling from, just just so I'll know? I'm
8: calling from
2: Taylor, Michigan. Yay, thanks for calling from Taylor, Michigan.
8: Thanks,
2: all right. Next caller from the three one four eight one four. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please?
8: Yes, this is Rebecca. St. Hey,
3: Rebecca.
8: Hello, how are you, Ro?
3: Hi, Rebecca.
8: You all are doing an amazing job. An amazing job. One thing I wanted to say is, um, you know, the this the, the um, guy that just got off the phone, um, that had uh, was taking a, he'd been taking an intercommunica- interpersonal communications class or whatever. You know, one thing that people aren't recognizing, and this is personal, the thing that people aren't recognizing is the fact that even if you look at the symbol, the picture of yin and yang, there is a dot of each. Excuse me, there's a dot of yang in the yin and the yin in the yang. They don't give respect to that you're going to have men who are going to cook and women who are going to have something else to do at that time she may be cleaning the house she's still in her feminine energy she may be tending to the children she may be doing something else if i have if i'm in a relationship with a man and he likes to cook that's fine i would prefer to cook but if he likes to cook that's fine in a regular, normal uh, feminine, me being feminine, him being masculine, to me, this is what I think would be healthy. If he likes to cook, I appreciate that, but he respects the fact that I still like to be in my posi- in, in, in a feminine position because, right. it be- because what you're saying is true, and it can be it's scientifically proven. There is a particular chemical that's released when we cook when we're in our feminine energy there's right. a particular and and men they, they may love to cook but the point is if they know that we love to cook and that makes us happy and this and that that's their place to do that to step mm-hmm. back and let us do that yeah so i mean for a man to and and it's just so weird to hear and it's nothing personal from me to any of the men or whatever but it's just so weird to hear these men not enjoy women being in a feminine place. I just, I just don't no, well, get no, it. No,
1: well, nobody I, me, sorry, I nobody said we didn't it. enjoy it. We can, I think what? we can all have levels of enjoyment.
8: It doesn't
1: matter if we don't enjoy it. I, I enjoy it if she cooks for me. Certainly, that's a wonderful thing. But, yeah, but I enjoy I'm, that as well. Does so that, that, that mean that women aren't supposed to like football because I like football and football's a masculine thing? No. <laughs> it means she just enjoys it.
8: Well, this is what I'm saying when i say that let me let me put a little clarity to it. They don't appreciate I'll say that way so maybe I said it incorrectly i apologize It's like they don't appreciate the fact that like for instance, I'll give a perfect example there was a uh there was a post that uh that was on your page for i think it was last week and um in fact one of the one of the uh, one of your friends He'd inboxed me, and he's like, hey, Rebecca, did you see what was going on, on on Ro's page? And I'm like, no, you know, because I'm in school or whatever. So I went on there, and this, this one guy, he couldn't, he couldn't appreciate the fact that Ro had mentioned the fact that men equate sex to appreciation. He pushed it down, and I don't get that. So what I did was I asked my brother if if that's true which which I'd already basically known but I asked him because I wanted to actually know from a man how he felt he says yeah that's how we that's how we equate that but that does not mean that you all aren't nurturing that you all aren't nurturers that does not that doesn't take anything away from that that does not I mean I just don't get the the, the it just seems so weird to me that some men just don't like to hear the hear the things that they're supposed to be, that they're composed of, I don't understand that. No, well, no, 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 Let me let me. Oh, just,
1: let me, I, not let me I have to. I have to. Let me just. I am. Um. I I I like my role as a man. Um. I. I also understand that there are certain things that everybody enjoys across the board, and I would like nothing better to be able to cook. I'm not married, but if I were I would love to be able to cook with my wife. Let's cook together. That's nurturing each other. Sharing in something that we collectively like. See, we've got so fixed on these identifying and staying the course of these um, of these gender roles. And yet the paradigm is shifting around us and we're not shifting.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I can afford a woman who cooks. I also built my bed. I also know women who can do do work as well, who are creative. Maybe cooking may not appeal to their creative side. Maybe they enjoy um, helping lay hardwood floor because they're creative. I don't know. There are men who share in the rearing of their children who are equally as nurturing as mothers. Maybe not to the extent of mothers being um, behaviorally designed to be nurturers, and men probably have to learn how to do that, but the fact of the matter is, Nurturing is more than just um, um, identifying with the appreciation of sex or otherwise. It's, it's nurturing. When a, when a father takes his daughter out on a date, he's nurturing her. He's and, and nurturing. And the things we do when we nurture things, we water it, we plant it, we, 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 we give it the nutrients and everything that it needs to grow and to prosper. Women aren't the only ones that can do that. Exactly. And there are men, I think, who take great pride in embracing the nurturing part of themselves because they want to be an active participant in the growth of that person, that child. I left corporate America to go into academia. Mm-hmm. And I do it with great passion. There's nothing more rewarding than when I see a student who gets it. There's nothing more rewarding when I watch a student walk across that stage and get a college degree and know that in some small part, I helped nurture the development of that person. That doesn't make me a uh, of a man are gives me and saying that that's only a woman trait. No. We're, see, we're, see, that's the thing. We're, we're in these silos. We have mm-hmm. to start figuring out how do we come together and share the collective of who we are and not just identify ourselves on these archaic roles that, you know, aren't going anywhere. We keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think it would be more harmony, more health in a relationship if people yeah. were... A bit more vulnerable and willing to right. accept other roles that were described as gender specific. Okay,
3: but, um, sir, are you married? No, I'm not. I was. How long were you married?
1: Um, <laughs> that my, my ex-wife and I are the best of friends. I don't know if the time has anything to do with it. We were young, so at that point when I was married, it was we were, you know, we we were young. So I think there were there were. Our Ideas we hadn't grown to the point where we were able to move past the idea of compromise and flexibility and things like that. So there's a recognition. I recognize fully why things didn't work. Um, no, I mean,
3: and, I mean, wh- how long were you married? Some years. How many years?
1: Some years.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> it generally takes. Seven to ten years for a man to realize that his wife has emasculated him too far.
1: Well, that's not no, but but let me, let me, okay, let me give you okay, let me give you a every
3: man doesn't come oh. to this realization. No. Every man doesn't come to this realization until there's a certain amount of damage done.
1: That's is my ask, point. Well, how... Well, let me ask you another. How can that be damaging? Let me let me give you let me give you another. Maybe
3: let me ask you a question. I
1: want to ask you. Another. Do you think do you think that, you know, this is, this is an age-old argument, whether it's nature or nurture, right, and whether the things that we do are innate or we've learned to do them, or do we just adapt based on our circumstances? I think a lot of it is we learn to adapt. We adapt. I, I, I do
3: not agree. I do not agree.
1: Okay, let me ask you a question then. When, when, we, when, when, when it was time to eat, when we didn't have any weapons, did we not have to adapt and figure out and use ingenuity and be resourceful to figure out okay, I see this piece of meat over there that I really need to eat. I need this warmth for my <laughs> wife because I'll it's just, cold. That, that okay, so let me, let me, let me, let me, but you can't refute. See, the thing about it is one thing about science, you know, you, you really can't, unless you have sound research to contradict, then it's not too much we can disagree. But the fact of the matter is we are resourceful. We do employ ingenuity to get things done. Um, my mom had me at a really young age, 15 single mom I had to learn how to be responsible I had to make sure that she was okay I had to make sure my brother and my sister were okay is this something that innately kicked in because it's you know and you can argue about the fight or flight that's true we learn we either we fight or we flight and no, those we are, who are able we're not the,
3: we're not in a discussion about how to survive
1: we are in a discussion no, we're in a discussion on roles and so those roles, okay, because, I mean, you may, they may, you may reference to the roles in masculinity and femininity and, and what have you, but, again, these are roles that either they're innate or they're learned. Okay, so
3: this discussion is not about how to survive or to have a mediocre marriage or family. This is not the purpose said it was of the mediocre. book. No, oh wait. right, I'm not finished. This is not the purpose of the book, nor is this the, perfect, per, the purpose of this show. The purpose of this show and this conversation is how to exceed past good enough. So when you are referring to how you had to make certain deci- decisions based on
5: survival,
3: that is, we already know how to survive. We're trying to do better than survive. We have not survive in a
5: relationship? relationship? Is, it, is we it have a relationship about
3: survival? survival? We are supposed to prosper this no is no,
1: you start. survive in a relationship right you Some can, you, you, you you have can to. settle
3: you can settle for be surviving and being good enough, but guess what? good enough is not good enough.
1: You I know, think you you, I see, what I think what you do is you take words and you add your own meaning to them because
3: no you can't you, you can't say oh no wait 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 wait
1: survival doesn't mean you you're selling with good enough no that doesn't mean selling for good enough survival survival I mean,
3: means survival survival means survival and if you're going to exceed past a level of surviving you cannot operate as a person who is just surviving. <laughs> You can't do it. It doesn't work. If you have clean food, clean water and food at your disposal, and you are operating as a person who can't find healthy food to eat, it's unnecessary. You're living in a state of survival, which is unnecessary for your surroundings. So when you compare the behavior associated with survival, it has nothing to do with the book or the show.
1: Okay, but I mean, you're making points that are outside of the of the book. I mean the, the points that you're making are universal points that you just happen to put in the book. Your information had to come from some place that you put in the book, and the references did, that you're making are references are that are, not, that are wide book references book. to.
3: My, see, book like, was mean, not written, my book was not written to help people to learn how to survive in a marriage. It's
1: not about... See,
3: my book was so written... I'm going to go throw another, go another
1: point up here. What men my say and what women
8: learn. hear. Okay, Excuse <laughs> me. My Man. book was written
3: to help people learn how to have extremely <clears throat> loving, harmonious marriages.
1: But, but that, and not that's from people. your viewpoint based on gender roles, specific gender roles. Right? It's not based on my
3: point at all. It's based on the behavioral patterns of 1,000 extremely loving families who come from generations of the same. And if you don't want to accept all of those very similar answers and behaviors as, your, okay, as this, a I, I it. Let me just ask if you.
1: What you was your research methodology? It, you took a thousand. You, what did you survey? If what you're was not your research feeling
3: Sir, sir, I'm, it's just not it's going to work. What was your methodology?
1: Because sure, if I can replicate that, respect, if I can't,
3: then do, it kind of just
1: shoots you your research.
3: And so I want to know, because respect. you're
1: leaning on it, so I want to know what was your research sure, method.
3: with all due respect, 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 this is not going to work if we're talking at the same time. With all, I mean, respect. I remain
1: quiet for like 40 minutes and just listen.
3: Okay, so in order for me to get the best behavior of the most harmonious relationships based on generations of harmony, several generations of harmony, and based on the fact that their behaviors unknowingly were almost identical from 16 different countries of people who don't speak the same language and don't know each other. If you don't want to see that as a study worth knowing, that's not. i didn't say saying wasn't. I'm just. See, this
1: is me. what I'm saying. You're, you're missing. You're missing words with me because I never said that. I didn't say it wasn't worth studying. I asked you specifically what was your research methodology because I'm curious. I didn't say it wasn't worth. I didn't say it was worth this research. I never said that. I merely asked what was your research methodology because I'd be interested in how you came up with your your data, and, and how you're using your data to justify both your book and your stamp on your position.
0: Because okay. what
1: happens so, you can't say, okay, okay, I'm just asking you. Yeah, well, that's, I, know, so I don't want you to take what I'm saying and misconstrue it and make, me, and make it seem like I'm just you know, shunning your research. I asked a specific question, and that was, what's your research methodology? Because I'm interested in knowing how you came up with your data, and then I can say, oh, okay, then hey, that's all right. So I can't make a, a decision on whether or not it was good research because number one, I don't know your methodology. Number two, I don't know if I can replicate it, and I haven't done that. So
2: no way for me to say that.
3: Okay. So can I answer the question?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. And we have and so, we
2: have other callers, so you have to make it a short answer. We still have callers. Okay. Give them a short answer. And
3: I did try to answer this before, but basically the the purpose was first to gain the most harmonious harmonious behaviors and to record those within a manual so that we could find out what the actual daily behaviors were and how men and women chose each other to be in a relationship with each other. Now, in order for me to interview any man whose responses were included into my Research. His wife had to be openly affectionate toward him. And the reason for this is because women cannot continuously fake open affection to a person that they don't like. Women can fake sex with a man that they don't like, but women cannot continuously fake open affection towards a man that they don't like. That was, a, that was one of the first requirements. The other thing was from the opinion of the children and from the wives, I needed to know how they felt about the father, his leadership skills, and the harmony going on within the family. If that same thing was not present in the generation before and the generation before that, those families were not included in my study. And most important to understand, I asked, very specific questions, I had very specific um, behavioral uh, clues included as far as how they described their daily lives and it's very important to understand that out of a thousand men that I interviewed and their families, almost one hundred percent of them gave me the exact same answers. Scenarios and lifestyle. Almost one hundred percent. That's almost means, impossible. No, it's not impossible. That's
1: almost impossible, research. You have to it's have a variance of difference. You and can't. I'm gonna what tell you why. Okay, I am going
3: I'm going to tell you why. Because masculinity turns out is a ritual that if a man is able to lead in his family and the woman is not the leader of the household, that things are being done from the perspective of that man's instinct. And because the household and the family are being led by that man's instinct, it created a situation where, yes, certain behaviors were automatically humanly Taking, taking place within these families. When the woman is the leader of the household, that's when you get variations because it's based on emotion. But when the man is the leader of the household for generations, not only is he leading his household based on instinct, but he's also copying the behaviors modeled to him by his parents, his grandparents, and his great-grandparents. So it's not impossible. It is a science when it comes to masculinity. And to make it even more clear, these men unknowingly were spending 40 hours a week with their wives. They didn't know I did the log. My team helped me do the log. And they were spending 40 hours a week with their wives unknowingly on average. This was the same When you look at India, when you look at France, if I found this particular type of family with this particular type of dynamic, yes, the behaviors were almost exactly 100%. That's why the book has been so successful with people because it's based on human nature. But when you have the woman as the leader of the house, it's based on emotion, and everything goes off whack. So, in order to answer, to have you be clear, I need to say all of that. But there is more. Not and not enough. Not enough time, as Coach Kadir has already uh, told us. But there is more, and I okay. urge you, to the book, to look at the whole picture.
1: I will. I will.
2: Because Ray Rice need the book. That's why we here. Ray need the book. Ray need the book more than all of us because he just lost. No, five. Ray, Ray needs me. He needs me. Well, if you can't help he Ray, means, get he, he, need, he needs a crisis plan. He do. Ray needs some coaching, and he needs a crisis plan. That's why I brought all of us together on the show. The show is for the family. I can't send Ray no money because the real problem is that, and this, and and, and I want to say this. Here's a real problem. Here's a real problem. You know what? The, 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 the white police officer that shot and killed Mike Brown has anonymous people supporting him in the tunes of $1 million economically. But black people, especially black women, or whoever saw the videotape, will not give Ray Rice a dime to help him. He's still living. He can... He can uh, uh, ask for forgiveness of his sins. He could even go to court. And let's say if he went to jail and did six months, but black people won't give him a dime to support him, whereas this white police officer, who we know shot and killed an unarmed black 18-year-old, has not even been indicted by a grand jury yet, because they say it's under investigation, has fled the state of Missouri have over $1 million that has been anonymously um, given to him in order to sustain his lifestyle. Now, that's a big problem right there. I just wanted to throw that in there because that, need, that, 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 that needed to be said right now that even though the media is trying to lynch black families and Ray Rice, we give them the admonition. So I don't believe that he was a punk because he punched her. I do believe that, excuse me, Roe, because you know I'm going to miss that curse word. I believe he was a dumbass. He wasn't a punk. He was a dumbass. Because with all that athletic ability, they're so physical. They, don't, they sit in the locker room and talk about going to the club and what kind of clothes they're going to wear and stuff like that. But they got over $50 million of revenue coming in. In a sport dominated by 90% black athletes, and ain't nobody talking about no business. And me and Ro would get on the phone and talk 10 minutes and be trying to figure out how we can make 10 grand. I'm sure me and David can get on the line. I know you probably hang out with your Omega Psi five brothers, two or three of them, and y'all say, shit, how can we put some money together and make something happen? But we have these professional athletes who sit there and get blinded, and I'm not going to say... It's the slave master's fault. Well, you know this, well, you know that. No, because um, there's too many examples of athletes who do know what to do with their money, even if they are in the minority. It's people's ego. It's people's ego and it's what they get from their households. They see poor leadership in the father telling them he got to rush to get that money. You better leave school early, boy, so you can go get that money. He not even trained, he's not even even mentally mature yet. And then he gets in these jams like this and he starts losing out. Now I gotta get back to the call line. Call it from the 773 653 Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from? Call it from the 773-653. Your mic is open. All right, going once, going twice. See you later. Caller from the 951-374. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, Coach. Welcome to my city, man. Big Ben. How you doing, sir? Ain't nothing to it, Big Ben. Uh, we got only but a few minutes, so I, I ain't mean to keep you to the end, but I know you always have some good dialogue for us, so give me something and hit me across the head. No, real quickly,
4: uh, like a gentleman that I am, hello, Ro. Hello to the uh, other caller. So, yeah, the uh Hey. The the aspect of um, people understanding masculinity and feminine energy and what that entails, it goes based upon gender refinement. Like we always say, posters, there's levels to this. And in our referred to advance to that level, you have to identify where you're at to in essence go on to that archetype. We have a lot of arguments about Rose research in the sense that Rose's saying that women are feminine by design. Okay by design, by, the, by their, their makeup, their wiring. Men are masculine by their design. However, how that person puts the energy and effort into that and in knowing how to relate and fit the proper connection with the opposite sex is what is lacking, and that's why this show is so important. When Ro is talking about optimal uh, achievement, that's saying that... Suffering is not good when you can do better and you have things in proper alignment. When a man understands who he is and a woman understands who she is and when they come together there is no reason for them not to excel. And unfortunately we are not getting we're not we're not doing the research to find out who is healthy, male or female, and why we see all these examples of things not being productive. We talk about culture. We we, we examine these things, however, we don't, in essence, refine them, but that's why this show is very important. We refine these things and we understand we have too many examples of things not working, but we have to find systematic things to do an assessment, evaluate, and then go and plan to be successful be prosperous. This is a great example, like you said, of a conflict of two unhealthy people and how it got spread across and how it's going to have a trickle-down effect on how people see black and female relationships. This one 30-second clip is going to trickle down in American society saying that, hey, all black women are this way, all black men are this way, and not looking at the fact that the conditions that are prevalent with the black community. Like Roland, another one, saying that, you know, you consider yourself black and not under your, your nationality and your lineage. That, that's, on a, that's on some others, which is which is great because it brings into it the discussion that we are more than what some other culture or other system is defining us at. And I always say as adults, we have to, like you said, coach, take care of home, assess where we're at. And, in essence, go through these conversations and develop and be more than we, what we currently are. Once again, thank you guys for your discussions. I, I I thank you for the aspect of putting this out there. I got a couple friends listening to this show, and hopefully it's been beneficial to them and continue some the radio show and the book. Follow me, Coach, because we got to make some of
2: that money, man. Don't be,
4: don't be playing. And now you're <laughs> going
2: well, that's right. Ro, got to go ahead and get you on some sp- nowhere, do worry, Ro. I'm going to talk to Ben while we're out here. My hand. <laughs> okay. We're going to put something together. You guys have a good night. Thank you as always.
4: Appreciate you. Thank you. you.
1: To- okay. Thank you,
2: guys. All right. Next caller from the 678-678-365. Uh, your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello? Caller from the 678-365. Your mic is wide open. Hello? All right, we're going to come back to you. Caller from the 773. I see you got your hand back up. Are you in, back in the building with us?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Uh, uh, Gerald from Chicago. Can you hear me now?
2: Oh, okay. I got you, Gerald. Loud and clear. How you doing today?
1: Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's very interesting show. Hello, Ro. How you doing? Hi.
0: Uh.
1: Yeah, I got your book and everything. I love that book. It's very very informative. But uh I was just listening to everyone tonight and to me some of the callers and some people they just they try to read too much into something that's simple to understand. They try to take what you bring to them and try to dissect it all the way down to try to make it fit what they feel it should fit. It's not about what we feel. It's about what is, okay? And and basically, you can't, just like you say that the roles are the masculine and the feminine, the problem is a lot of men don't even know how to be masculine, you know? <laughs> let alone the women being feminine. That's a problem like right that. I've dealt with that. But a lot of men don't know how to be masculine. And and, and, and just like when some people say, well, I will, I'll do this too. No, do what you do. Don't do what she does. Do what you do. Let her do what she does. And you do what you do as the man, and it'll click. But see, people right. keep trying to. They fall for this, uh, oh, well, society. I don't care about what society says. In other words, you're telling me you too much of a sheep to know what's right and wrong. You right. know that some, some weirdo in some lab in some school tell you how it's supposed to be, and if you think outside of that, even if it's the truth, oh, how dare you? No, 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 no. They need... Right to understand that for eons men are men and women were women and when their roles were defined they got along they got along well now anywhere even when you do know your role people gonna act crazy if they gonna act crazy you can't stop that unless they want to stop acting crazy but it has nothing to do with your role see and and like you say it goes down to this 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 uh social engineering. Oh, you you you, you don't have to listen to him. Uh, you can do your own thing. That's why I hate this thing about I don't need a man, I'm independent. Well if you're independent then why am I here? If you don't need a man then why are you bothering with me? <laughs> <'Cause> evidently <laughs> right. you're telling me I'm not needed. Right. You know, if you don't need me, why should I be there?
2: She didn't mean it, though. When she said it, Gerald, look, Gerald, listen, women get emotional, and they say stuff they don't mean, and then they come back and be like, you know I'm emotional, and men got to well, understand. But then when you, when, you, when, you, when you
1: listen to them and you say, like you say, men should listen and talk, okay, I'm listening, you don't need me, and then I don't show up anymore, now you're mad. So you got to stop right. that, you don't need me stuff, because think about it like this. If you, you're dealing with a heterosexual couple and you got a man and a woman, and say like a woman get mad and y'all fall out and have a little problem with your relationship or your marriage, you might separate for a minute or whatever. First thing a woman say, I don't need no man. I'm sick of men. I don't need no man. Much as a man might get into it, you would never hear a man say, I don't need no woman. He ain't going to say that. <laughs> right. Unless he like men. But right, if he right, likes right. women... He ain't going to say, I don't need no woman. Hmm, I'm independent. I don't need no woman. If I hear a brother say, I'm independent, I don't need no woman, he don't like women.
7: He likes me. Right, right. So
1: that's not natural. Nope. And, and all this other stuff, the other person talking about, oh, what's your? Uh, how did you go into it? See, that's another problem. I didn't like that. Man, there's nothing personal if he's still on the line. I didn't like that because – you're taking your uh, interview, interview skills or, or, or way of looking into a subject by the way he was taught by the instructor to tell you how to do it. Right. Just because somebody in class that's your instructor or your professor tell you to do it, that don't mean anything. Great people do things that nobody else do. That's what makes them right. great. They, right. If they do what everybody else do, you, you ain't nobody, you just somebody in class, Right. okay. But all of this, you know, stuff and it's, and it's drilling people's heads, and 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 they can't get over it. And and I think what 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 what's a part of all that too is is, I guess you call it baggage they bring. Soon as somebody have a bad situation. And they they leave it, and they get with another person, they bring that stuff with them. And, and it destroys what could be nice. They kill it off before it could grow because they bring that stuff with them. Right. And you can't
7: bring that with you.
1: I've been through bad things just like any other brother, but I don't bring that to the next woman. I give her the benefit of the doubt, how is this going to be? You can't bring that. And see, a lot of people they they bring all this stuff and 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 they and they allow people they know to get into their head. Yeah, you need to do this. You need no. You have to live your life. You have to deal with your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boy. You got to deal with that and quit beating. I, I've seen a million times women are try to take a man out of his masculinity by. If he's doing something that he should do, oh, I can do that. No. I've had women get mad because I opened the door for them. I can open the door myself.
3: I mean, in the defense of women, we have to understand that women, we don't, you know, we're being raised in this country to be completely confused
6: exactly. as
3: what we are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So when women say that they can do it by themselves, they're not trying to emasculate a man, although that's what's happening.
6: Yeah. So they just mm-hmm. believe,
3: and a lot of women tell they argue me down. They're like, men want us to be independent. Men want us to be independent of them. Men want us to not need them. I'm like, that is the opposite of truth. Exactly. That's the opposite you know? of truth, but I can tell you clearly that women believe this to be the truth. Oh, yeah. Just like they oh, yeah. believe, because they watch too much TV, that men want them to wear too much makeup.
1: Mhm. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they don't really have to. They don't have to do all of that. All right, Rose, they don't have to do all of that. Makeup now. Okay. Now these ladies are gonna be. You talking about the women's makeup now? Y'all, Coach yeah, Caier. Like you know, I ain't got just
1: like, to do with it. Okay. For, like from a man's perspective, you can go, like walking down the street, and see a lot of women in the summertime moving to and fro. You got your women who dress real provocative for attention. They want a man to see them. They, they're they nice looking, but they dress a certain way so you mm-hmm. can see them. But then you have women who are dressed, how you say, more conservative. They're still beautiful women, but they're more conservative. Now, the natural man, he'll kind of be attracted to that conservative type woman because it's like he's looking at the woman and not the sex parts. Well,
3: according to my in research, sense, according to sense, my research, all of the men are going to look at all of the women. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Oh yeah, we're going to look at them all, you know.
3: They're going to look at all the women, but they're just going to categorize some women as sexual material and some women as long-term
1: commitment. Exactly. Yeah, I, maybe that's what I was trying to say. I'll say it like that. I agree with you. It's maybe okay. I, was to say I, am,
3: I am the voice for men. Like we said earlier, yeah. men are not as verbally talented as women. Men have other talents. It's my job as the author of Man Leads to be able to explain what all of the men have told me collectively and to help men
1: express themselves. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this, this, I've been through this a couple of times. Like you say, that, 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 that part where you explain how men don't verbalize, I can say I'm kind of guilty of that because at certain times, like if you're in the middle of a disagreement, a lot of times we just get quiet because you just don't want to fight, you just don't want to argue, and and they and they don't want they want to talk, but even though they want to talk, it's it's not going well right now. And I and and like men are shut down sometimes, like I don't want right. hear. And and see right. that's another thing because a lot of times when you do try to keep going talking. It just gets worse sometimes. And a lot of men learn how to, well, I got to be quiet, let her calm down, because I can't talk to her when she gets like this. And that's a lot of a problem right there. That kills and communication.
3: If, right. And if you notice in the book, it's very clear to women that they need to be fair verbal communicators with the men.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So men really need to get this as a prenuptial or nuptial or relationship agreement because a woman in, in a fair conversation with a man is supposed to ask or pose one thing at a time if she's mm-hmm. going to be fair, because mm-hmm. in the book, he's already going to know that that's considered fair.
6: Uh-huh. So if she's yeah.
3: going to be fair, she needs to pose mm-hmm. one question, not add to it, not change it, and not interrupt.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And so, uh, but like he's saying, uh, I, I, I appreciate it. Because basically, from from my knowledge, you're the only one out here that's explaining this. I haven't, you know, I'm a, I, call, my, I call myself a reading type of person, but you're the only one out here who's explaining this. Even well, you, uh, just I'm, even going to the subject, I say it like that. Well, you, you know what? Want
3: I want to. The I want to publicly apologize. All of everyone that I have to interrupt because we're on the radio. I think that women, you know, if you were my man, I would not be interrupting you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I would, not, I would not interrupt anybody who was. Mm-hmm. If you were my man, I would not interrupt you. But because we're on the radio, you know, that causes a situation where I am forced. Oh, to I,
1: understand. I understand. I understand. That's, that's okay. But
3: I, right, but I advise women. To get the books so that they can know exactly how to communicate with a man in a fair, effective way, and this mm-hmm. fairness creates trust and respect. Uh huh. And that's huge That's men need this to feel this feeling of trust, safety, and respect when it comes to communicate communicating with their woman. You know, a lot of women believe that men don't want to communicate verbally. Mm-hmm. And and although it's not a man's strength to be a great, talented, verbal communicator, Uh men still want to talk. But men don't want to talk to women who are unsafe to talk
5: to.
2: And I
3: hope all the women listening hear this now. Because if a man does not have one safe woman to talk to through his woman, he has to go find one.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, I know I know I have a lot of friends, a lot of brothers, they they have a wife or girlfriend, and a lot of times they, they might be going through problems. Sometimes they want to talk, and so I sit there and listen to them, you know, go through stuff. And a lot of times they go get another woman, not because they don't love their woman, because she kind of push them away. Yeah. And, and the next woman might uh, give him what he's looking for so far as treatment. It ain't even about sex after time. It's about well, the way she it treats. Becomes,
3: it becomes about the sex after the treatment. That's what we need to all understand. Yeah,
1: yeah uh-huh. Yeah, because he doing we that We need too. to all
3: understand that there are steps to this.
1: Yeah. And
3: men are very conscious that they need women in order to be whole. So mm-hmm. if a man is not feeling whole and being fed properly through his woman, he still needs a woman to properly feed
1: him, and he will get one. Mhm. Oh, and I like a woman that know how to cook too. So, like you say, you <laughs> can't cook, I don't need her. See, I'm, I'm from New Orleans. If you can't cook, I ain't got that. I'm from New
2: Orleans too. I'm all right, now. Oh. Thanks,
1: Jill.
2: Jill. All right, Jill, I gotta get to my next caller before we get okay, out of here. Boy. All right, thank all you right. all. All right, thanks. Um, Caller from the two one five eight six eight. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please?
3: Uh, this is Lysis calling out of Philadelphia. All right, how are you both tonight? Good,
2: Doing very well. We only got about good, two good. minutes. I So give me. Okay, a minute, well, so two can...
3: minutes. I, I mean, I had um, some things I would like to say. However, I'll just make it short, sweet. I will be in Atlanta on Saturday. Where can I walk up and get the book? Oh, <laughs> me. Book, book, book. Send me an email, Isis. Oh, yeah. Send yeah, I me an tried email. to do that. I sent you that, but I guess I'm not doing it right because I didn't hear from you. R O K I at me dot com. R O K I. Yes, R O K I at me dot com. M
0: as in Mary E.
5: Okay. Will do. Yep.
3: Appreciate
0: I look forward. Yes,
5: everything. Everything is. So, so on.
3: Right? Make real short. I told my uh, future son-in-law uh-huh. that I would not allow him to marry my daughter until both of them had the book, read it, go through it together. Otherwise, uh, I'm telling him, because I know her, I'm not going to allow you to marry her. Good move. Make them sign up again. Yes, yes.
0: And, hit and I know they're going to hear this because
3: come. he's He's listening. He's listening. This Jesus has become a yours, very so. yeah. This has become a very popular wedding gift.
5: Yes, <laughs> it has to be done. We need some peace in this world.
2: All right, I uh, appreciate right.
5: appreciate y'all and you have a last night.
2: All right, thank you. Peace. All right. Uh, one more call in from the six seven eight. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from? I was just backtracking. All right, um Roe accidentally just got dropped off, but we only got like another minute left, so please go to manleads.com. Manleads.com. You can follow her on Instagram, man underscore leads. Check out the book ASAP. Go to Amazon, just type in Man Leads. It's like 16 bucks. Great investment. You can get the digital download for like 10 bucks. And if you're interested in some coaching with Coach Kair, please get ready to sign up for the next Moon Magic course, moonmagic28.info. We're going to be starting off the year, that's right, September 21st is the beginning of the year. If you don't think about astrology, we're going to be starting off big, once again, with relationships, all right, having power couples. So if you're interested in forming a power couple and being coached by Coach Kair using Moon Magic 28, Please visit the site, drop your name, and I'll shoot you back an email and give you all the information. Video coming soon. New Moon Magic starts on September the 15th, next week. All right? So, I do appreciate each and every one of you for coming out tonight, listening to us. Ray Rice, we love you, baby. Janae Rice, we love you. Um, And all you reporters out there writing about Ray Rice and Janae Rice, and you don't know them, shut your face. You don't know them. And you want to throw them under the bus and you want to say how J- Janae should feel and she's the victim and her husband has her blinded and all that, put a sock in it because you don't know either one of them, okay? I'm sure they haven't done any interviews with any of you